Welcome to the Norm Hyperbolic Podcast. We're here to talk anime, video games, and movies. I am your host, X, also known as Young Morgan Freeman. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Kid Lewis. What up? What up, guys? How you doing today? Welcome to the third episode. And this time we come with a special guest. Special guest, special guest with some special sauce. Announce yourself, bro. Let the world know who you are. What's up? What's up, y'all? This is Jay to the Pizzle, a.k.a. J Big PP, a.k.a. J Lil PP, previously known as JXLPP. All that. PP jokes, oh, yeah. but uh, yeah. you know that's just me. What's For up, y'all? Listeners of the podcast know that we do a lot of PP jokes around here. We do. Our last short that we posted was the eight inches joke uh, when it came to screens. Screen if size. the eight inch is big enough for you guys when it comes to screen size for the Nintendo Switch, is it? Do you feel like it's big enough, or does it need to be bigger? I mean, eight inches is already pretty big. Like that, anybody asking for more is a size queen at this point. Like you can, you can handle a lot with eight inches. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're saying too. But hey, people are unimpressed of the eight inch screen. So there's people out there that just want bigger, man, bigger, better things. Just have them get a Steam Deck at that point. That's like ten inches now. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's pretty big. The Steam Decks give you carpal tunnel. It's a lot in the hands, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to handle. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> enough of the inches jokes, man. We'll, we'll, we can go on and on. Like we say can go on says. and on. We'll, we'll pepper it in in this episode. Peppering like some cooking. Ah, so yes. in, this, in this episode, we're going to be talking about food wars. And if you guys are listening to this day one, it should be around Thanksgiving time. So let us know what you're thankful for. And then... You know, we'll just be doing like our regular thing. So um, and first for the news, we're going to be talking about Crunchyroll games. Grand Theft Auto has a radio station now. And then we're looking forward to an IQ movie. OK, so if you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a like. And if you're listening to us on your podcast platform of choice, rate us five star review with a compliment sandwich. It's gonna be a lot of food puns in this episode. <laughs> so get, let us know what that compliment sandwich uh, season it up real nice, too. Yeah, really hit them with the gravy train to compliments, you know? Yes. Yes. If you're on Apple Podcasts, I think you can leave reviews. Spotify is just a uh, rating system. Um, and just be sure to share this podcast with a family member or friend who likes anime and cooking for this episode. True. True. So first, let's get it. Uh, last week's news today in the realm of anime. So... If you have Crunchyroll, if you have a Crunchyroll Mega or Ultimate membership, which we do, at least for the podcast, we have a a Mega membership. Yep. You have access to five free games on Android or iOS. So these are actually some pretty, pretty good games. um, And I have a list of them. Do you you guys play mobile games? The only mobile game I really play is uh, Vampire Survivors, but that's like a free game online. Okay. How is that? Uh, it's pretty good. It's like mind numbingly easy. It's a, like a little single stick auto shooter kind of thing, almost like survivor IO. It's like the inspiration to survivor IO. I, most people know about that one. Okay. What about you, Lewis? Just whatever games my kids have downloaded on my phone. So <laughs> Do you find yourself playing those games though? Or? Sometimes just out of boredness, but like, no, I don't have like an actual game that I go to on my phone. Okay. You know, you don't play uh where's my water or whatever. The one with the alligator where you have to like get the water through the no unfortunately my kids don't play that one i play one that's like a blob and you got to go through obstacles and if you hit an obstacle it takes like a portion of that blob away something like that well so have you seen it (laughs) so i don't play too many mobile games like i just play the magic the gathering game all the time i feel like i overplay that game so with these games the these Crunchyroll games i think most of them are also on the nintendo switch and like uh, ps5 and ps4 and xbox Hmm. yeah so some pretty high-end games 
So the first one that we have is Behind the Frame, The Finest Scenery. It's just like a visual novel with some puzzles like thrown in. And I have the visual here. It's not that it's not that great. Like if you like visual novels, like, you know, it's animated pretty good, but the puzzles are not that great. And then there's this other one, Captain Velvet Meteor, The Jump Plus Dimensions. It's a top down grid RPG game. It has it's like one of those J star kind of games. Okay. So it has a character from Spy X Family, Hell's Paradise, and the guy from Kaiju Number Eight is in this game, and I have that. It's, it's not too bad. It's like whatever. In Bento, so this is a game that I actually play. It is a food puzzle game. So it's cubes, and you just like rearrange them, you know, just try to fucking solve the puzzles. Then there's River City Girls. This is a Scott Pilgrim looking game where it's like an arcade beat 'em up. It's actually pretty good, but I don't know. I just kind of I dropped it after a while. And then Wolf Stride, which is a mecha neo noir RPG. And so now are all of these like games on like the Apple Store, like behind like Apple Arcade paywalls, or is no. it like so you can download the game, but to have access to them for free, you'd have to just log into your Crunchyroll account. So you can log in just with the same account, like you know, email and password, and then you'll be able to play the game. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, but, but straight nice. from the app, so you don't have to like download games. No, you download the game. You download like these games, like Invento. If you want to play Invento, you download Invento. Okay. And then to log on, you got to log it, into your country row account, like right. using your country row account. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, I thought cool. it was like part of the app. Like there's like a yeah. section that says like games and no. you click on it and it has like options and games. You can just play straight from the app instead of having to download another app. Online, it says you can do that. Like you can download them from the Crunchyroll app. But I tried to download it there and I couldn't find it. So, but if you go to Crunchyroll.com on your phone, it has a list of the games okay. that you can download. Yeah, I was about to say Crunchyroll is really putting in a value add if they're putting games on their anime streaming. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, these games... The games are not too, too bad. Like, you know, they're hit or miss or whatever. If you like RPGs or if you like mind numbing games like Invento, that's why I like Invento, because I can fucking just like throw it on and just rearrange the cubes and just try to clear the levels. Um, and the game, you know, like all games, they build on itself. So so to get to have access to the games, you have to have either a mega fan or an ultimate fan. The mega fan is nine ninety nine a month and then the ultimate is fourteen ninety nine. I don't know the difference, though. So I think we just have the mega fan. And they also have other games, but these games are also just free. So they have a Street Fighter duel game, a My Hero game, and there's a new game coming out for One Punch Man. Check for those if you are so inclined. Okay. And then next in the realm of video games. So Spotify has made a Grand Theft Auto radio station that you can access from Spotify. No way. Wait. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. <laughs> Do you how, how do you guys feel about the the radio stations in these GTA games? Because they fucking go hard. Some songs go hard. I feel like it's a uh, like sometimes it's like old school songs or something. Yeah. But I, I think it just goes with the vibe of the game. Or like you know if you're Franklin or something like that, you want to be playing some hip hop or something like that. Or yeah, well it just it depends, depends on, on the, it, is the black guy right? Yeah, I just want to make sure. See, okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> it, it just depends on what station you're playing. So if you're like if you jump into like Trevor. 
then you yeah, get some he, country music. He's, in a, he's playing country music, but you can change the station. No, of course, of course, you know. But they they got some fucking nothing racial in Franklin Payne song. Rap music while driving down the hood yeah. to pick up Franklin, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it just depends. What what about you? Do you have a? I mean, personally, I love like all of the GTA Five like radio stations. Like yes, the man. amount of variety that they have with the music is just great. Like I personally have like at least six songs of their like radio stations on my Spotify just that you've discovered while playing the game. Yeah. That I was just like, wow, this is like an absolute banger. Like I need to have this. And some of them are on my gym playlist and everything. Like it's good. So it just depends on which station you're playing. So like at least over the last like three games, we have radio Los Santos. There's a space station. West Coast Classics is the one that you're talking about, mm-hmm. like, you know, where it's all the whole old school hip hop. They, the they have rock radio, the low down nonstop pop. So with this Grand Theft Auto station that you can get on Spotify, it's curated off of your own listening habits. So it'll only put on songs that are like, you know, the vibe of what's in your library. So almost like Spotify's like DJ feature. Yeah. But then the songs that they pull or they give to you are from GTA. So there's some songs that like if it's already in your like I have a bunch of Kendrick Labar on my shit already. So he's in GTA, GTA five. Yeah. So the songs that he's in on that, you know, they had in this curated station. But then there's other artists that I don't listen to or don't have that are on the game that's in this. So it's 100 songs from over the game's uh, history curated to your existing Spotify library and like songs. But they still won't come out with GTA six. Oh, it's coming out it's soon, coming out, man. It's coming out soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, at the. Beginning of next month, December, they're gonna drop the first trailer. They're dropping the first trailer for GTA Six. Okay, they dropped Elder Rim's trailer like however long ago, and they still haven't come out with that game. So I, yeah. I'm not holding my breath for Rockstar, bro. I they, mean, I mean, it, it, point, is, it is coming. It's gonna come out. It's coming. I, I'd rather them take their time than yeah. rush it. You know, especially since we already been waiting this long. Right. What's What's an extra couple of more months? Yeah, yeah. that is true. I mean, you know technically, I mean? Red Dead Redemption Two was their like pseudo pseudo GTA, GTA. Five or Six. Yeah. Just like taking it back to the old west. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the graphics on that game was amazing. It was good. So Just pretty. Everything. Well, there's a bunch of rumors always coming out about that game. And I know in GTA or GTA Red Dead Redemption 2, like the longer you play the game, like the guys, his beard and, and their hair grow. Yeah, so you that have, was like a rumor. So you have to like go get it cut. Hair, so hair, it, hair cut. in this new and one, you know it's going to be the same way. GTA San, San Andreas. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I think there was like a, a part of the game where you can work out and like yeah. that would like boost up your your uh, strength stamina. and stamina and stuff like that and i think they're bringing that back to the game to make it more realistic like yeah that'll be great like you got to work out if you stop working out maybe you just get fatter so you can see your character actually gain weight and yeah. stuff like that and get slower oh my god same thing like you were saying horrible. with the haircut like after a while if you don't get a haircut your character just starts growing a beard well, the, the rumor that i heard recently is that the character is going to age as you play the game so like every like couple hours or whatever you see him like physically age him or her because there's going to be a female uh, protagonist in this one too so yeah. No, I'm excited for GTA 6, man. Yeah. They're just, well, it's going to be crazy. Spotify creating this playlist is like, you know, or this radio station is, is you know, big enough hype that's going to go in with the trailer that's going to drop at the beginning of December. Hmm. So there's no, so it's, and it's just songs. So there's no news sta- uh, stations from the game. There's no commercials because usually when you're listening to the radio in that game, they yeah, have they like have wild some, shit coming yeah. out or talk shows and things like that. But is, what is like one? They have like church chicken or something like that. Uh, Come eat at church chicken. They have like well, a we got a buck for a fry or so. I don't know, like some bullshit like some that. Shit. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun and funny. We'll cluck if you buck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then just something I wanted to add is, I wish there would be like an anime podcast in the next GTA Six. How would you feel about that? 
An anime podcast? If the norm anime podcast in one of the stations. That'd be dope. GTA 6. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Maybe your character's listening to, you know. Like if you could listen to outside music? Is that what you mean? I mean, there's... Because I think that's something they've done in the past, right? No. like, like no? If, you're, if you're playing on your Xbox or PlayStation, you can play like, Spotify, but it won't come from like, from the game, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like you okay, get out okay. of the car and the music's still playing. No, but I think that would be pretty cool if you can like like synchronize to like an action. So like you don't have to listen to all their music because they don't have like a huge catalog of everything. Yeah. But that'd be pretty cool if you could like assess your Spotify through the game itself and then you can play any song you want. Mm, yeah. That would be cool. Or Almost podcast. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or podcast. Yeah, you play your SoundCloud rappers. Exactly. <laughs> since they're trying to make it so more realistic, you know? Yeah. 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 You're driving down whatever new map. And a car you just stolen, five stars, you got a police behind you, and you just playing a little podcast. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> You're playing the norm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So last, in the realm of movies. So I had two bits of movie news. And I, every time I do the news, at least, and this is only our second episode with the guests, I'm trying to curate it so it's like something that we all can get excited about. So I didn't know how hip or up on like Marvel you were. So, and the, the news I have for that wasn't even that big, but... What I landed on was there's a new Haikyuu movie that's coming out in three months. We just recently got to the three month uh, countdown mark for this movie. Have you seen or heard of Haikyuu? Not at all. That is so foreign to me. It is a anime about volleyball. So you may have seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've seen that in like like manga shops and stuff like that, but yeah, never read it. Or like, like thumbnails. Like, so how do there's you, a movie of it coming out? There's a movie coming out in, in three months. Like, You know, it's funny because I used to watch that anime like every episode, every season. And I don't right. know what season I ended up just stopping. And I just kind of like never picked it up afterwards. But it's a really good anime when it comes to like the hype of like sports and just being extra with it. Like when they slap the volleyball and then you, you get like. You get involved with the anime and you feel yeah. it. Like, no, it's a good sport anime. It is. How do you feel about volleyball? Do you, do you I mean, volleyball? I I used to play a little bit of like beach volleyball from time to time, and but honestly, I'm more I'm more cooking than anything. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, so I don't like like Lewis. I don't know where it ends or if it even has ended. But the way that they phrase it is the first part of a two part final project that's going to premiere in theaters in Japan February sixteenth. So no words on a release date for North America, but just going like doing the research for the episode. Usually those movies take like three to six months to drop in America once they release in Japan. So I don't know, maybe the next season or whatever, we can do an episode on it. But it's just, that that's probably going to be a movie that we do a review on. So that's why oh, I just wanted sure. to bring it up. Yeah. So it's still in like the first trimester of American release. Yeah. Or not even yet, because it, it, it's three months before it releases in Japan. So imagine another three to six months is the when we'll get it here. So mm-hmm. and that's just the first part. So it's a two part series. But the way they have it phrased final project. So I don't know if it is ended. And it like this is going to be the last two movies before like for the finale for the finale. So you could have. You know what? The other day I was just thinking about Attack on Titan since we did that episode on right. um, the finale. I was just yeah. thinking like since it was an hour and 30 minutes long, could they have just dropped that in movie theaters? Could it have been an option? I think so, man. You've seen it, right? You, you saw the finale, or I am still catching up with it. I haven't Actually, really, no, no I haven't gotten loose. right to the end, but I have heard a couple spoilers where I, like it <laughs> is like just a very lackluster ending where it should have been so much better, almost like a the Game of Thrones ending, like yeah. where it could have used a lot more like polish and stuff like that, and like tied up some loose ends. But I'm still very much catching up with. Uh, Was there loose ends? I felt like they tried to close it off as good as possible 
Do you the, feel like there was loose ends? I know this. I don't think that's something we talked about. On we didn't. The podcast yeah, we, about I just like, was giving praise about how it did end because there is a lot that goes on in that damn anime. So f- I think it was like decent and respectable how they closed it off. And even if there was loose ends, like you know, even when we were talking about the One Piece, I think that's like nitpicking. Like it depends on what if it's something big and glaring, then yeah. But if it's like something small, yeah. like then true, true to yeah. take away from like this big. The twist and turns, like, you know, we talked about it in our episode, so I don't want to re-talk it, but that fucking anime is really, really good, like, throughout. It's long, but, and maybe there's an argument about if it was worth the wait, but I feel like, you know, they did a decent attempt at But So, like, back to, like, my question, do you think like, oh, it could have been, like, a movie theater uh, finale? I think it could have been. I don't know if it would stand on its own as a movie so? theater. Because I, th- I think Mugen Train stands on its own. Like, you don't have to see season one. But the one. reason it stands on its own is because it's like... All on the train? All in a train. So it's just kind of like an arc. Which is the finale is... There's no arcs. You know what I mean? It's right, all exactly. like... Well, so, there is arcs because they do leave the island. So I guess from them leaving the island and, yeah, you know, but all three to episodes, the mainland, it is an arc, I guess. All three but, episodes was on Aaron's back. So is that's that, true. Is that the train, <laughs> you know? Right. So I, I feel like it could have been a movie. Yeah. I would have went to watch it just uh, to watch the finale. Yeah. I think they would have made more money out of that. I think so. I think so. But I mean, the people who do it is a different anime house than like you know, UFO table. So like they mm-hmm. have their shit like together as far as like their releases. So this is just done by a whole different. Well, this last one was done by MAPPA. Right. You want to talk about MAPPA a little bit? No. No. We'll talk about it in a different episode. <laughs> I don't want to talk about something that is old news or a whole different episode. I mean, I don't have anything new to talk. Do you have anything about MAPPA? Well, you know, there's the stuff that's, you know, we posted on our Instagram about a little bit of what's going on with MAPPA. I mean, we don't try to go into like full details because, you know, it's just more like, you know, what people have posted, what people are talking about. But just like the things that we talked about in the past or like, you know, just sprinkled through our episodes about these studios basically overworking uh, these animators and underpaying them. And, yeah. you know, and then th- just the work ethics in Japan itself, how it's way much different than here in the United States or even in Europe. It's, you know, it, have you heard of like their is, work ethics in Japan? And- is I've heard of like overworking them like crazy in that like, like respect, like sleeping at your job because you're like working so hard. But is MAPPA the one that is paying their like writers more and stuff like that or is no, that a different no, anime that's, house that's, that's what studio T- was that tms oh tms, gotcha, TMS gotcha. entertainment yeah so and they're doing big things too so we, ha- we we will get more into it we'll get into it proper <laughs> but you know what lewis is talking about is the new shit that with jujutsu kaisen that it might be delayed or canceled because they don't have the staff anymore anymore to do so it there's some so. people like quitting because mm. of how overworked they are and just the amount of perfection that mappa wants for these animes and the amount of people they have to like actually do it is like basically having people work like Monday to Sunday, like crazy hours yeah. overtime. And they're not even getting paid overtime. Yeah, right? Like 13 hours a day, seven days a week kind of thing. I mean, yeah. the guy that illustrated Berserk, like the single writer that did all of it, mm-hmm. he was under so much pressure, like having to put out a chapter every two weeks or something like that. He was giving himself heart attacks. Yeah, Like I, it, I can only imagine that a whole studio house that has to do all of that consistently to like continue that progress. It's just going to be it's, it's, like, it's, it's crazy. Like it's, they it's have a tall order. Yeah. They have a lot. I They have a lot of respect in my book. They do. I know. We, and we have an episode that we're going to do to give them the respect and to, you know, cause some awareness. Well, this but, is your early respect. How yeah, about no, that? I mean, like Lewis said, we do talk about it like throughout episodes. Like it is yeah. like something that we do have a lot of, um, I mean, uh, on the episode is going to come up 
where we talk about the studio is it's going to be more like questions that we might have because I have never really dived into these studios. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna there's proper research studios out there. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, you brought it up in the news about TMS, you know, oh, they increasing their... their their salaries for their employees, like what, up to like 30%? 30, 30%, 30% yeah. for people who work there already. And then 23% for people who are jumping ship and, you know, yeah. like of market value. So like a rider gets paid 50K, for example, and then, you know, 20% more than that. If you join with us, TMS, TMS Entertainment. Yeah. And they do good stuff, man. They have Dr. Stone and, you know, I don't, I don't have it off the top of my head, but they're even doing live action shit. Yeah. So and they do Megalobox. And but they're, they're, they're an older studio. Malpa is actually a newer one. Right. They, they've only been out since like 2009. So they're like yeah, kind of the new guys. The anime the, yeah. But yeah. the reason they're so well known is because of the quality. They do good work, man. Oh, they do beautiful work. Yeah. I don't know. If, have you watched Yusuke Kaisen? Yeah. I, I saw the first season and that thing is, oh my God, it okay. is stunning. Second season. You're going to be Blown away, man. Really? I haven't started. Blown away. And not just blown away because of the story, just the animation. Man. Yeah, man. It's the boxing. It's, the, it's those fights, bro. The fights. The fights ridiculous. are always insane. Man, you you seen um the Broly movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you see how sometimes it gets like in the fight scenes, it gets like really choppy. Yes. Like, it, like yeah. the quality downgrades, like the quicker they fight. Yeah, or, they can't no. handle the animation. With Jujutsu Kaisen, it does not feel like... <laughs> I feel like every little like frame, they just have it to the T and the details. And that last episode, which I shouted out on episode 17 of Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, <laughs> that episode was like a chef's kiss on it. Like God himself came down and was like, we're going to bless these people. <laughs> like, oh, very nice. <laughs> it was so beautifully done, man. Like I've never seen it done like that. And it was like, it wasn't like a like a tight scene where it was just like hand-to-hand comeback. Like it was like the background, the buildings, like just the attention to detail in the little stuff that you wouldn't even notice. You're like, damn, like I can even see the chair being sliced in the background. Like, that's how perfect the detail was. That's crazy. Yeah, it was good. Even with the Attack on Titan episode, like that shit with Mikasa, like at the end, like just all the ODM gear stuff. Yeah. It's so nice. No, they're, they're really good at what they do, but it just sucks that Mappa really, yeah. you know, as as the studio itself, Abuses. they suck. But the animators that they have. We'll save it, bro, because we, there's, uh, there's a bunch of different sides to the story. So I want to like do a good, good deep dive on it. On to the meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Time to grow up. You ready to eat, bro? Are you ready? Are you ready to cook? I'm cu- we, I chefed sh- it up a little bit. <laughs> I'm starving, bro. Let's chef it up. All right, baby. Well, you ready to dice some onions, some peppers, <laughs> throw it in the throw it in the pan? In the saucier pan? In the walk? Throw a little yeah. bit of olive in there, olive oil in there, and just hey, man, you're making make yourself yeah. some stir fry. Saute up that mirepoix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We got the right guess for, for, for this episode. <laughs> All right. Yep. <laughs> Food Wars. Shokugeki no Sama. All right. So it was written by Yuto Sakuda and drawn by Sun or Shun Saki. Weekly Shonen from November 2012 to June 2019. Six and a half years. The manga. Then the anime went for five seasons from April of 2015 to September of 2020. Each season was titled with like a plate number. So it was like Food Wars, Plate 1, Plate 2, Plate 3, all the way up to Plate 5. So I wanted to ask you guys, how do you guys feel about just anime food in general? Like, why does anime food look so good if you think it does? Go go for it, man. I Oh, my God. I love anime food. Like, that stuff always kills me. Like, I get so hungry. Like, the first experience that i had with anime food was um spirited away Mm. like when the parents are uh there in that like town and they see like all the 
food and they're just pigging out and then they get converted into pigs. Right. Like right. I saw all that food and I was just like, oh my gosh, I am hungry. Does it sometimes look better than real food? Yes. Like, it does. does it, like, it just looks so like, glossy and does. like just unctuous and you just like want to like dive your face into it. It makes me hungry. No, for sure. Does. There's a movie on Netflix. I forgot what it's called, but it's like a ramen movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Anime? It's an anime. And oh my God, they make ramen look so yummy. And it's like the animation is like perfection. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. And like it's glistering. It's you can hear the chops of like the vegetables, the noodles, just the broth being poured into the bowl, mm. the steam coming out of it. You know what I mean? And then, oh man, I love that anime. And it's literally what's beautiful about that anime is like it's about this character, and I can't remember his name either. It's, I, can't remember the name of the show or the name of the character, but you remember the food. I remember the food. That's the most important part of the, yeah. the, of the movie. And um, he like talks about just the ramen his grandma used to make when he was younger, like coming from school. His grandma would make him like this freaking delicious homemade ramen. And it was something that it was doable because it's cheap to make. You know what I mean? You really right. don't need and it's healthy for you and it has a lot of protein if you want to add protein and of course the vegetables you know yeah it's a beautiful base for like it whatever is. you want exactly so i i guess his grandma passes away and he's like visiting his hometown and there's this restaurant and he says he loves the restaurant because it reminds him of his grandma's home cooked noodles or like the ramen itself and then like just the beautiful artistic drawing of the ant like the ramen being made and you know, and the, the way they capture it. And it's just like, wow, it really makes you like, damn, I kind of want a piece of that. Yeah, a piece of the ramen. Yeah. Or I want to go get some ramen or something. But it's delicious. It just looks delicious. Appetizing. Like, yeah, I definitely like you want to be a part of that world. <laughs> I definitely get jealous that they're in that world and yeah. I'm not. I want to be in there. I know. Like just eggs and bacon and. It just make it look so cakes. nice. Yeah. Perfection. It's really what it looks like. Perfection, man. Legitimately. I strive to make anime food. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, we had our Friendsgiving or whatever, and I made jalapeno poppers, but it didn't come out as attractive as I wanted it. It still tasted good, but I don't know, just with anime food, like it looks delicious. Like it looks like there's no way that that could be disgusting. Yeah. Even like, if it's undersalted or, you know, all right. <laughs> whatever. So um, you had mentioned Spirited Away. So I think Studio Ghibli especially like with their movies and like the high quality of the animation, they're really all about like high quality anime food. So when you, you see it in like Naruto or whatever, when they eat the ramen, it does still look good, but like that fucking no, when they're going mouth watery like details. details. Yeah. They don't put yeah. the attention to detail like studio Ghibli does. Yeah. Really, really. So, I mean, they do with, with food wars cause you know, that's the focus, but just in general, like anime movies, usually that's where they shine is with the food. Because uh, they always have like, you know, a beach scene and a breakfast scene so or fireworks. Yeah. So those are like some anime staples. Oh, I like when they do like that, like summer festival in Japan where they have like, 
you have to wear like those commodes and then they go into like those little festival and they play games and then they have like um street food and like whatever they're they're like little circular things but they come like in stick teppanyaki yeah and then just with the glaze like teriyaki's glaze or some whatever yeah. glaze they put on top of it it yeah. looks so yummy like you want to be a part of that and then the fireworks at night oh man. you know what i mean it looks so beautiful you're like there's summer damn. solstice festival yeah it looks so fun every time i see it i'm just like man i want to be out there so bad yeah i'm telling you man one, one of these days man when the capital starts coming in i know we'll be able to go visit like japan <laughs> and tokyo maybe even during the summer just to like that's the plan experience that yeah. And that's, then just record it. That's the plan. That's the plan. 2024 goal. Oh, uh, episode abroad. Yeah. The hyperbolic Tokyo trouble, whatever. Tokyo. Tokyo uh, take takeover. Tokyo takeover. Tokyo uh, takeover, man. Just like Teen Titans. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So back to Food Wars. Um, As far as like, so we, you know, we watched a good amount of the anime and, you know, I don't want to get into like their uh, video games and movies, but well, what do you guys think of the show? Like overall, like, favorite characters and moments oh you want to jump into that right away jump into it man it's the food okay. wars episode all right man damn i thought we were appetizing first but you <laughs> want to get to the main course <laughs> i mean we, we can do a little appetizer so do you, do you have any other food war or food examples because well actually one, i wanted ramen. i wanted to start with games i didn't know they had games they do have games I'll, i'd rather start with that and then jump into like what's our favorite characters and moments and what we think of the anime itself okay so so video games so food wars in fifth in 2015 they released a food wars mobile game it's called food wars shokugeki no sama the ultimate recipe this was published by bandai namco and they make most of the anime video games that are out there so you know all the uh naruto ninja storm games are by bandai namco the Dragon Ball Z, like Budokai games. Those are like mostly yeah. uh, Bandai Namco, Jump Stars, Jump Force, like, you know, even like Street Fighter and or Street Fighter's Capcom. But like when they do any of those like Japanese looking games, I think like Dead or Alive is also Bandai Namco. So they made this game for the phone and it's kind of like a guitar hero kind of looking game. So I have it here and, you know, in the video version, we'll have uh, the visual aids. But basically... It's, you know, it's the anime and then you just like, you know, help chop the chop all the onions by you have to be like rhythmatic with it. So that's something that I wanted to ask you, special guest JP, is because something in the show that I wanted to talk about is like, you know, how he always has to improvise. But I feel like besides quality ingredients, like how much do you think being able to chop and mince and slice like and peel, like how, how much of your cooking skills can you taste in your finished product food I like, per- like if you cut it too wide or the wedges aren't you know so when it comes to when it comes to like that kind of stuff like preparation and mincing and all that right um there is a purpose for it like for example garlic like if you get a whole clove of garlic mm-hmm. it's not going to be as garlicky as if you have minced garlic so there's a time and place for everything but what is ma- uh what is mainly important is just the technique that you use when it comes to actually cooking like are you letting your meat brown enough are you seasoning every step of the way are you adding an acid into something that's very rich to wake it up that kind of stuff like yes technique is important in how fine you mince but if you're not like in a michelin star restaurant where you have to have like quarter wad piece of like little tiny shallot or whatever 
like a little big chunk or a bigger chunk yeah. isn't going to throw it off. It's just going to be a little bit of mouthfeel. But like for the most part, it really is a lot of experience is what makes a good cook. Like a home cook will never amount to, well, I don't want to say will never amount to a chef, but a chef is a chef because they've put in their thousand hours of practice and learned everything there is to know about one particular thing or multiple particular things. Like there's a lot of knowledge that goes into cooking that doesn't get transferred just off of how well you can cut an onion. Like there's a lot more steps that is involved in that. Like cooking mama is a good game compared to this one. Like cooking mama actually makes you cook. Really? Yeah. Well, so I mean for this one, it is, like I said, just, you know, ups and downs. It's almost like dance dance revolution or tap tap, you know, it just has like the aesthetic or the skin of food war. So you do play as like Soma and you go against like all these different other chefs that are in the show. They have that game. And then they also have a you know a visual novel, so a visual novel that was also released by Bandai Namco. It's called The Dish of Friendship and Bonds on the Nintendo 3DS. So the gimmick or whatever about that game is that it's voiced by the original cast of characters in the subbed. So this is one of those games that I know Lewis and I used to like order games from Japan and have them shipped over here because mm-hmm. um, this one only came out in Japan. So I think you can still get it now, like on eBay. It's like $16. But before, you would have to like ship that shit over here. Those are the video games that they have. And then, so to what you're talking about, JP, I just think that's part of like Food Wars is like so much. And all the chefs, like to be, like you said, a respectable chef, like you have to have the practice and how to like mince and chop and things like that. So the thing about Food Wars is that... You know, all the techniques are there and it's all true recipes, but when they eat and I think it's only when they eat Soma's food is it is orgasmic. So they play a a huge role on like that part of like the orgasmic, which is weird. Well, it's not weird because food, you know, people do get like some orgasms from food or not like actual orgasms, <laughs> but like just like, mm, like, damn, that hit the spot. Like that was right. Or just like a orgasm of like in your palate of your mouth. You know I what mean, I mean? I like, don't know, man. A moist turkey will make me moist. <laughs> yeah. <it is. laughs> but uh, they do play like a huge part of it, which is like the etchy stuff where like they get like, especially when um, the people judging the food, mm-hmm. they try it and then they have like this weird play of them like clothes ripping off or like or if their plate is like about octopus like they'll have like tentacles like wrap around them like how you feel like the tentacles is embracing yeah like it's embracing them but it looks very etchy and then you know the sounds that they make so like if somebody would come in your room while you're watching that part it's like what are you watching i know right like it's hard to it's you're like no 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 it's about food i promise it's you know this octopus wrapping around this lady's boobs i promise it's about food she's just embracing well there's the octopus dish that they presented isn't there a whole thing in anime culture of fan service like where they'll like say there's like a shower scene they don't have to show you the lady or the man showering but they're gonna give you like a little cheeky like kind of like you see them steamy in the shower kind of thing like yeah that that is what people kind of go for and i feel like that's what food wars like really leans heavily into is like it's such a like primal like eating is very primal right in Mm -hmm. a certain extent so how much more primal can you get than in your birthday suit 
I think so. But I, I also understand uh, Lewis's point where it's like, it's like you cannot watch this like out tough, loud man. and like just have someone walking by because they're yes, like, bro, even are you watching an- porn? Even from another room, like I was watching it like for this episode and I had to watch this shit with the door closed, bro, because even like sub, <laughs> sub or dub, like, yeah, the noise that they make. And it's like it, it's so elongated. And and it's every time it's not, not like time. it's not like every once in a while they'll present like once a fucking god dish. It's not it's every time because almost every episode they're having a food war. Like they're yeah. having what, what do they call it? Shogun? Uh, Shoku Geki. Shoku Geki. Geki. Yeah, it, they don't wars. they don't do the food wars until like like. Maybe the fifth episode in, like once he gets established into the school, but yeah, that's when they start with the food wars. And I was like, oh yeah. man, this is the food wars that we're talking about. <laughs> Did either of you happen to watch the episode uh, that had meat meat in it? Yes, I, I do like the meat, butcher. Meat. That's so that is my favorite episode. I'll just get it. You know, uh, oh, what, what, it, what, is it because of the fan service thing? No, it's because it's because of what my favorite food is. So rice. I, I just like I just love rice. Rice is my favorite food. Like if I if I have a daughter. Like her name is going to be Jasmine, named off of my favorite rice. Because, <laughs> Jasmine arroz. Yeah, condulés, <laughs> bro. Condulés. <laughs> so I just, I just, with her episode, she talks about like the rice bowl, and she, you know, she uses the meat meat girl. She uses like the most expensive meats. Yeah, and so yeah. they talk about it in the because her family owns like a meat distribution. Yeah, a meat distribution. What is it like? A grade A five wagyu. Yeah. Yes, flies in the face of like mom and pop restaurants because they can't afford that, you know, high end quality meat, but they still pre- present good food. Mm-hmm. So at least in the episode, and I just you know, like you said, real primal. I just love rice and I love bowls. I just love being able to like just eat everything. I hate salads, but I like like chicken bowls, steak bowls, or whatever. So they talk about, and I should have written it down, like the purpose of a bowl. Like a bowl is like a man's food. A bowl is like just for like this dumb guy who just wants to eat everything that's in front of him and not have to think too, too much about anything. And, you know, that's like a thing for me is I'm always trying to get like this. It's like a mixture. It's like something you could just it's like ice cream. Like You just go at it and then you just keep going. And yeah. that's how he won that competition itself because he just used knew all that. Shit yeah, because she was like the bowl. Exactly. And that's the thing too. He what highlighted I the rice. He highlighted the yes. rice. She highlighted the meat right. and that's how she lost because the meat itself can fool you up as quickly and they didn't finish the dish right. compared to his where the meat was in the bottom yeah. and all the sauce was on top of the rice where they had to dig for it. Like, and the rice won't fill you up as quick as meat does. So once they hit the bottom part, that's what they're like. Oh my god, it's like, it's like dessert at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what he presented. And that's how he won that. Well, even though he used uh, fucking store bought meat, and they were like that disrespect on this kid. Like, yeah, yeah. it was like, did you get that meat on discount? And he was yeah, like, oh yeah, I yeah. got it for like a thousand yen. They were, <laughs> they were throwing it away. Yeah, yeah. yeah were, this is expired. <laughs> yeah. It's, and he still won. You know yeah. what I mean? So well, is that, is that your, one of your favorites? Because he highlighted what the dish was which was a rice bowl it wasn't a meat bowl right right and i mean it was one of like my more enjoyable episodes just because of like this one actually showed him kind of theorizing like actually practicing a recipe and like going through a bunch of tests and stuff like that and then like i think it was his first food war yeah or was it was it I think I think think it was I think it was I think it was either his first or second but I know that like that was the first time that I had seen like him actually like actually put some work in and not just like whip something up like in the first couple episodes of him like going into the school I'm just like kid how do you know this I mean 14 no I mean he's been practicing with his dad his dad was was like top chef yeah yeah yeah, he's like number two cooking food in New York 
you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. That's no, true. It, it, I love his dad too because he's like right? this low key master. I like that. I, like I like that relationship. He's like, I feel like you know, there's his a lot of respect. His name is uh, uh, George uh, Joichiro. Okay, and like he reminds me. I don't know if you guys seen Baki. A yes. little bit. Okay, so you know uh, Baki and his dad, like that dynamic they have, where right. his son is trying to like basically surpass him. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels like on this one. Like, right. it, like they're always competing, like which they always are, like a student and master. Yeah, kind of thing. and his son is always trying to like surpass him. And we know like, um, what's his name? Soma is good mm-hmm. at what he does, but his dad is even better. Like yeah. how somehow he can elevate a dish even higher than his son can. And it's like you know like that he has to like beat his dad in order to basically feel like okay i'm better than you dad but his dad is like low-key like this secret spy too at the same time because he's always going to like different parts in the world oh, i know he's you in don't, paris you don't, you don't get that one moment he's episode. in tokyo yeah and then he's like i gotta close the shop down for three years i'm traveling right. but i'm gonna send you to this like crazy cooking boarding school yep. you'll be fine yeah, <laughs> yeah. i've yeah. teached you the skills you need to get by and which he did because he does get by even in like the entrance exam where um he had to have know, what's her name um arena oh my god the tongue uh the god's, god's tongue, tongue. God yeah. tongue yeah. yeah like she was the one testing uh testing all their food and basically said like if i reject you like you're gonna be rejected from the food world like, yeah you're nobody, blackballed entirely and everybody left yeah. except him he was like no i'm i'm good for this i know and all he made was literally a right a rice dish mm-hmm. with like uh, melting egg. eggs on top of it yeah the you know cubes I mean? the cubes yeah. cube eggs. eggs with a gelatinized chicken stock chicken stock yeah, yeah. and then she like ate it and then just like little like busted little... right there she got <laughs> yes. naked oh my she god she got naked and yes. then like his face was added to these little tiny chicks popping out of eggs and just like yeah so. embracing her <laughs> <laughs> and she could not admit it that this low key, yeah, but this, regular Joe restaurant guy, that's mm-hmm. so flaw, made right. her bust. <laughs> mm-hmm. That should upset me when she was like, "Right, you, you're not getting in." And I was like, "Come on, man, what, what are you doing? What are you talking?" Yeah, just for his grandfather to taste the dish and his clothes oh, bust off. Like, that's, ah, that's what it was. I mean, I will say, so going good. back to the <laughs> fan service thing, right. like just since we're talking on busting clothes off and all that, yeah. I will say that I do appreciate how this show kind of gives it for both types of viewers. Like if you like women, you get plenty of women. If, if you, you like, like men, old you men. also get plenty of either yeah. old muscular men yes, or old, young or yeah. young fit virile guys. Like, yeah, there's a guy. It's, it's think, a flavor for everybody. There's like they do like a sleepover or whatever. And he's just naked in the apron. I think yeah, he's, he's one, one, of, the one the of the seven or one, one of the, the ten. I think he's, yeah, he's number seven of the ten. There we go. And um. Yeah, man. No, it, it, it's it's really nice. It's erotic as fuck. It's <laughs> erotic. So it is. what I wanted to, you know, touch that is I don't think that I have the best food palate, though. I don't think I have my taste buds are like refined at all. Oh, you don't got God's, God's tongue? I don't have God's tongue. So like a friend of mine, <laughs> she's really good into cooking or she's really into cooking. She's good at it. But I was, you know, telling her my troubles that I just don't have like that palate or whatever. And she says that you can cook with uh, scent. Mm-hmm. Like how do you how do you feel about that? There's this guy, isn't uh, a character there, an Indian guy, I think, that he usually cooks just like spice, and he can like smell the aroma and know like what to add and what not to add, or like what's overpowering just from the smell. I think if I were to cook, I would have to lean into that because you know when I uh, you should always taste the food for sure, but I don't know what like I'm looking for <laughs> as far I can tell if something's too salty, but it's hard for me, you know, even with the Friendsgiving, like you know making the rice. I was trying to see what I needed and I couldn't really get it, but you know, it came out fine. But do you add garlic to your rice? I did. Yeah. Garlic, okay, okay. garlic, salt. 
Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it called for garlic powder, but I was just like, well, let me, you know, and I just add like the sasson and all that shit that it usually comes with. But what uh, you mean, like yellow rice? I mean, uh, just gandules. Okay, okay. No, it was delicious. No, it was, yeah, with the tomato paste and you know, just you just follow the recipe. It's not like baking, but you know, when you cook, I think you you do need a little bit of like hands on versus like just you know three eggs, flour, bake. You know, preheat and all that shit. Yeah, cooking's more like freestyle versus like baking, which is like a direct recipe. But getting back to what you were saying about like oh. going off of scent versus off of taste, right? I definitely think that there's credence there. Like I, I remember as a kid, I used to like my grandma always used to be like, "Hey, try these beans for me." And I got to the point where I was just like, "Man, I don't want to try beans anymore, man. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm farting all day." Right. And so I would legit just like go over the pot and like sniff it, and if it is seasoned right. You can tell, yeah. like it smells wildly different. Like right. I would be able to tell if it didn't have enough salt. Off like, the smell. Yes, off because it smells different because salt brings out volatile uh, oils, which mm-hmm. is what allows for aroma. Like that's why you don't add garlic right in the end or in the beginning because it's so volatile that you're getting a real hard punch of garlic. You, like, you want to cook it down, mm-hmm. reduce it or whatever. So like I definitely think that there's a balance between the two. Like you always should taste your food, but then also when you taste it and know what it tastes like, yeah. then the smell, you can kind of relate that smell to that taste. And it also just comes with practice. Like again, your experience right. allows you to be more like yeah. well-versed in knowing what to go for. What was like great about this anime too, is like you said, like um, as the chef itself, you have to know your lane. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you said, you put in hours in that lane, like that criteria. Like in the show, there's like you said, there's a meat girl. She like her main criteria is meat, like all types of meat. Like that's yeah. what she's good at. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy named Ryu, I think. And he's like uh, seafood. Like I think all types of seafood, fish, how to cut it. Like, again, that's also a, a whole skill on its own yeah. that you would have to learn. Um, the guy that does uh, seasonings, like that's his go to like just miss missing with different seasonings and what goes with what and what doesn't how to add like that's his go-to ability so and our main guy soma i feel like he's more like uh he tries to grasp a little bit of everything you know yeah he's he's definitely the jack of all trades of the show 100 percent. yeah but he does still have character growth like he's not like you know he he wins a lot of his food wars but he definitely earns it and he's definitely like, you know, they try to sabotage him in some of the episodes and then he has to improvise. So that's the thing that I like about his, you know, the thing that you were talking about, like his first couple episodes, it is him just improvising and using leftovers and, you know, they fucking ruin all the meat in his family's restaurant. So but he had like bacon that he was going to cook for breakfast. So he uses that to, and wraps it with a, or wraps a potato mm-hmm. yeah. and, you know, serves that up. So that's what I think, you know, is really good about him as a character in this show where everybody has like their strengths and things like that. So he is like my favorite character. I know it's kind of cliche, but I don't really like, you know, have another character that I like more than Soma. Do you have a favorite character? I mean, I personally like, uh, I forget her name, but the blue haired chick that is Megumi? always that he, uh, he yeah, partners Megumi. with. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like her just Megumi. off of, um, off of just like, the way that she helps Soma with everything that he does. Yeah. Like I like her as a support character, mm-hmm. but I also like when she cooks by herself, yeah. she whips up some pretty fire stuff. Like yeah. so her food is I, I pretty good looking. Her food is more orientated to like home. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, it has a homey feel, homey to, feel it, yeah. to it. That's her skill, I guess, in the anime. It's like her cooking style is home. Like to bring you home, to make you feel like, you know, this is cooked by somebody, a loved one. Yeah. Per, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I have a question for you guys. Um, yeah. In watching the show or anything like that, did you pick up any techniques from like what the show gave? So I picked up some techniques about the rice bowl episode because I, you know, that's like a food that I cook a lot is rice, you know, and rice bowls. So I did like having like, you know, the meat at the bottom and then having even with like the entrance exam of having like the food still cook while it's on the plate, Mm -hmm. like shit like that. So, you know, I was watching this because I was watching this and MasterChef. So I was just back and forth. And then I look into my pantry and I'm just like trying a bunch of shit so i didn't really like pick up on anything like verbatim and i kind of do want to do that but just like certain techniques that's why the one of my first questions was how do you feel how what's the importance of like being able to chop because i feel like that's like a skill that i don't have yet is like you know being able to good give good chops and i can stir a pot but you know so like there's a peruvian dish um called lomo saltado and their onions is like long strips okay because that's just the way the dish is presented Mm -hmm. so i do see what you're saying too like learning like what dish would be good with like diced like really chopped and fine or a little bit thicker but like i know for that dish itself usually the onion is cut like long ways like taste but but i don't i can't tell you if it's a reason why it's cut that way is it for presentation is it because you just it tastes better it being longer like i you know what I mean? At that part, I can't tell you. So I, I kind of see what you're saying. Like, when do you know how to cut a certain or an onion a certain way uh, to give? Does it give it extra flavor to the dish? Like, if you cut it too fine, does it take away from the onion taste? You know it, what I mean? So a lot of it, is like with any of that preparation, like any, like say you want to like mince something super fine and you don't want the onion to be a star of the show. Yeah. Then you would mince it up really fine so that it just blends in with whatever other texture you want. But in your example, like Lomo Satial, I have had that hundreds of times and it's so good. But you want the onion to be a star. A star of it, Like yeah. you want that bite of meat and then the bite of onion and then the bite of peppers and then a little bit of the French fry and all of them. But if you notice, everything is about the same size. Like you want the bits and pieces all to be very similar. Like, for example, like you wouldn't want to have stir fry and then the chunks of onion be bigger than every single other thing. Like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of knowing the dish that you want and what you want the stars of your food to be like. That's why you very finely mince onions and garlic for sauces, because you don't want chunks of onion in your sauce. You want the sauce to be the star. Or even like an onion powder. Like that's what I was using like to cook the food. Cool little uh, tip of free game. Yeah. Moist or activate your powders in a little bit of water. It wakes them up and it makes them a lot more pungent and flavorful. So you have to use less. Like before I throw it into the. Yeah. Just in like a little pot or something like that or like a little bowl. Just wet it a little bit and then just toss that all into your food and you will notice a difference almost immediately. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, very nice. Very nice. So. Just some more stuff about Soma and this this show, on top of being like real, what is it, true with recipes and cooking techniques, mm-hmm. it is super funny. And they have like how you're talking about the fan service, like, you know, the orgasmic scenes and everybody's clothes is falling off. But he has this thing and like he 
wants all the smoke with this school. He's a, he's the only transfer student that's able to transfer. And then he gets on the mic and he's like, hey, you know, this school is a real good stepping stone, <clears throat> but I'm just going to be the top person at this school. And then he just walks off and everybody hates him. You know, you you cheer for him because he's like the underdog in a way. But then and then when he gets on top, he impresses all of the teachers. But he has like this scene where he tries to feed people disgusting food. And yeah. that shit was just so funny to me. Like, I don't know why he does that. He has like this grilled squid tentacles dressed in peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that like kind of like, doesn't that fly in the face of like the Hippocratical oath of a chef mm-hmm. of like not serving people disgusting food? It's the episode where him and that girl become friends. Like they, you know, cause she's like one fucking fail away from dropping out and going back home. So then she teams up with him and then, you know, with their like chemistry they're able to get ahead in that episode. So at the end, it's like a real good moment. Like they're 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 looking like they're gonna be best friends forever, maybe even man and wife. And then he's like, Oh my god, I, I would just love to have one of your cookings. He's like, Oh yeah, I have something for you. And then he fucking pulls out the squid tentacle with peanut butter and then he eats it. And then the way she describes it, it just violates her. Like, what do you feel about that? And I mean, then that's when the octopus tentacle wraps yes. all the way around her, and that's yes. when you gotta yes. lock your door all over her body. Is like, <laughs> yes, yeah. man, I'm just the like, etchy part of the oh, show. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> so I um, had like a situation where I had to like switch from my signature mac and cheese dish to now doing like gondoles and you know jalapeno poppers. I, I know it's only been one Friendsgiving, but I was doing mac and cheese like every year for like five plus years. But I had a uh, situation where somebody tried my mac and cheese. It was kids and kids are always like your best critics as far as like food. But these kids did not like it. And I broke my heart. Everybody at that party was like, oh, yeah, it's really good. Blah, blah. <laughs> you know, was t- it like tears. Too dry? It was too. I baked it. Yeah, it was too dry. Too dry. Yeah. Not enough slime. Yeah. Not enough like Goo. cheese. Not enough drip. Not enough drip. Mm. So. Well, I guess every person has their own flavors. And, you know, I think that's just what kids like. Maybe that's what they're used to. The easy mac and cheese. That yeah, but mac and cheese. That's a, that's a kid's favorite. Yeah, I know. But, but then you bake it. You know what I mean? Because you I do know. extra with it. I did. I'm saying it, when yeah. they all they've known is that easy mac where yeah. it's just gooey to begin with. Yeah. Well, don't you know, some people like the crust on top of it. Some people like it a little, that. you know, so everybody has their own taste, man. Yeah. Not definitely sure, don't man. trust a child's opinion. Nah. When it comes to food, they're just like, oh, it's, it's a fruit roll. They, they yeah. rather, they rather eat here. that mac and cheese or uh, chicken, chicken tenders, tenders. Yeah. chicken yeah. tenders and fries. Man. Give, give them my dino <laughs> nuggies and easy Mac and they'll be <laughs> happy, bro. Oh, I know. I think you guys are just trying to spare my feelings, but. Well, I've I, never had your mac and cheese, so I can't say anything about it. Usually but I'm just it's good. Saying, usually, I think usually, I had, right? I, think I had an off day. <laughs> no, your mac and cheese is pretty good every time I've tried it. Yeah, but everybody does a mac and cheese, you know. So I wanted to, yeah. um, you know, my sister does one. Your cousin does one. Your other cousin does her. You know, his wife uh, helps him. You know, no, she does one. He takes the credit. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I was trying to get that. <laughs> but getting back to the whole thing of like serving bad food versus good food, right? Right. I mean, I think you got to take your licks, like. You gotta you gotta have bad food to know what good food tastes like. Mm. You know what I mean? You think that's the play that he's trying to go through? It's not yeah, like he serves everybody bad. Exactly, food. he just no, serves no, his no. close friends. Exactly, and I wonder if it's just like a gimmick of his. Like, I think that that's the thing. It's just like how nasty of a dish can I make up? Like, how what flavors can I join together to make it so disgusting? Yes. Like, <laughs> but think about it though. That allows you to know what not to put together. For the future, so that when you are improving on anything, you're yeah. just like, 
oh, I know that these two don't go well together, like squid tentacle and peanut butter. I'm never going to put that together. I'm not going to put squid tentacle in a peanut sauce. Like I'll put squid tentacle in a hoisin sauce or something like that. Something. Well, because he likes squid. Uh, yeah. Soma. He's like yeah. he's like chewing on one when he goes to the dorms. And that's how he's able to get, you know, beat that challenge or whatever. But no, I, I do agree with what you're saying. I feel like that with chocolate and mint. I don't know why people like that together. I mm. like it so good. Yeah, tell me, mm. tell me. Mint chocolate what's, chip? What's the chemistry there? Mint chocolate chip ice cream? It's just so good, man. It's, it's like, like toothpaste. Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's like a the, sweet toothpaste. Yes. Yeah. It's like the richness of the chocolate and then it just gets like cut a mint. very quick with the mint. And I just, I don't know. It's something about just mint chocolate chip though. I can't do like York peppermint patties. Oh, really? Or those things are disgusting. Mm. Like don't get me anywhere near those. I don't like those either. I, don't, I think anything with mint chocolate is just not my, I'm with Xavier on that one. It's just not my thing. Hey, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, man. Well. <laughs> All right, let's see. Da, 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 da. So there's also a manga that I wanted to read and I read the first chapter, but I just wasn't able to get all the way through it. Food Wars, Shokugeki no Sanji. So Sanji. Oh, Sanji's in it? Sanji's in it. So it's a, it's a six chapter manga. It's on the Shonen Jump app. So I will actually get through it. It's the team that does Food Wars. They just like have their own take on Sanji, like a, a adventure that he has at that restaurant. I forget the name of it, but. It's the floating restaurant from One Piece. Right. Oh, the fi- the, the little fish yes. restaurant? Yeah. I fucking yes. love that restaurant, So the, the, the captain or Red Boot or whatever, he's out of town, like, gathering ingredients. So there's this food critic that comes, and she's, like, talking shit about the food. And she's just, she's, like, this big whale of a, of a lady. And I guess she has, like, you know, some sort of, she has the One Piece equivalent of God's tongue. He just has to, like, cook a good meal for her. And, you know, they, they tell the story in six chapters, but... Uh, what I wanted to bring at the top of the episode was this is like a manga or an ant, yeah, manga that's actually written by one person and then drawn by a different one. So usually, or at least in the ones that we've done so far in these episodes, the artist is also the writer. So I just thought it was like interesting that this writer has his own artist. And how do you feel about like the style besides the anime food, obviously, Food Wars? Like, do you think it's unique? Like, I know he's got like his uh, headband, but I put him up there with like an iconic character, like a Naruto. Or he's got like a good look. So I don't know if you guys noticed mm-hmm. just from like watching um, Food Wars either, you know, th- through the episodes. Right. It is not animated. It's not animated. What do you it's mean? panels. I don't know if you noticed that. Like, have you ever seen anime where it's just like if you watch it and like really pay attention, a lot of it is just panels. Like, it's literally a panel of it's them like it's a still panel and they right. just changed like the mouth right. moving but it'll be like a good like five seconds of them just staying in that same pose talking and maybe their eyes would change characteristic but majority of it is just panels bro it's not animated like but what about all this the sensual scenes those are yeah but if you notice a lot of it is just like it's still images that that's anime dra- though no, they take a lot of a shortcuts. Lot of I, shortcuts. I agree with uh, Lewis on that one. Yeah, you got to like if you really watch it, it's yeah. literally majority of all their episodes is just pa- panel after panel after panel. Maybe they'll add a different um, background to it, you know, or maybe they'll have the character move like a, a different pose, but then they'll stay in that pose hmm. and then they'll talk and then like you know, they'll go back to Soma in a different pose. But he'll be in that pose for a good three, four seconds before they switch to another panel. 
Like hmm. it's just panel after panel. So it's not really animated. That's why they were able to drop these seasons like really quickly. Really? Okay. Yeah, like their their main focus was like the, the cutting and the food and that's, like anything that's that the involved animation cutting. Part. That's where their budget went to. Everything else was just like Pants all right, how it becomes a graphic novel kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's wise though. I think you know, because I mean they fooled me. Like I was I wasn't able to like the parts that I was like staring at were the central parts, you know, of them eating the food or the chopping or the stirring, all that stuff, but but the rest is panel. And to to a certain extent, like that is my main gripe with Food Wars is mm, that okay. the story doesn't really like captivate you. Like it's yes, it captivates you in the sense of you want to see Soma win. It's the underdog story, but right. how many times hasn't that been done in anime already? Like you're kind of already seeing like an underdog. Uh, like it's the same underdog story, but just with a different skin. Well, so like that kind of like it just it didn't capture me as much as I wanted it to. Yeah. Although it was still good. Like, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. I enjoy watching it. And like, it's one of like my favorite, like turn my brain off kind of animes. But like, it's not like a attack on Titan, for instance, where like they really put care into every single step of the story, the animation, the art, like all of that is way different from food wars where it's kind of just like a simple pleasure kind of show and the story gets wilder after seasons like is it like diverts into something different like towards the end yeah i'm being inspired whatever yeah like towards the end is like gus tongue like his father um like i guess he's like this evil person that wants to change the industry of like cooking and he only wants the top chefs like if people have to eat, they have to eat at these like high end restaurants like and there shouldn't be anything lower than that. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was like the whole plot changed and then like him wanted to take his father down. It Like at, at the beginning, it was just more of like him moving up the ranks and like actually becoming part of the top 10 or right. being the number one. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that was just his way of showing like his to his dad that he's a good chef as he as his dad is. Mm-hmm. You know, but then it, after like season three, four and five, it, the, the whole story starts changing. There's even characters like have these special abilities, like one person can cook with a chainsaw or something like that. I saw somebody holding a chainsaw. Yeah, like that. that's her cooking skill. Her ability is to use chainsaws or like, I don't know, it's just like or, or somebody can do their abilities to cook with hammers. Mm hmm. It starts getting wild. You know what I mean? Yeah, you sh- feel like the show just runs out of ideas. The show gets so deranged, like so fast. Like that's what I was more getting at is just like at first it is a good show that it's grounded and you're just like, hey, I really like this kid's story, whatever, whatever. And then that's when it starts like it's just like, oh, he graduated school. Now what do we do? Uh, spies. And like, right. And now the world's trying to be taken over by a five Wagyu distributors and like you can only eat at Michelin star restaurants. Like I was just like, all right, man. Like this is. I mean, see, it's a food wars, you know. Like what else? Like I, I only got space in my stomach for two plates, bro. Right. Three, <laughs> plates three, four, and five. I'm done. Right. <laughs> like focus on that one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But then, like you said, like you know, when does it become repetitive? Like if he is just the best chef, and you know, he can only be the underdog for so long until he is number one, and then what? I don't know. I think it is kind of like a food. Like you know, you kind of have to know what you're eating. Like if you want something savory or something that you can turn your brain off or something spicy. So I think it does fit the need or the the hole or whatever for like a shonen anime that's rich in food. Because like I was saying, you know, usually when you see Naruto, even if they are eating something like really, really good or even like sometimes with One Piece, like the food does look good. But outside of like those movies, Studio Ghibli, anime food 
just looks as good as the anime. It doesn't like take it a step beyond unless there's like a lot of attention to detail mm-hmm. in yeah. like these foods. As far as for Food Wars, so they don't have any movies, but there was something that I wanted to share with you guys. So for MasterChef. So when we had decided to do this episode uh, to like correlate it with Thanksgiving, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to get like these different angles. When you watch the show, it does like put you in the mood to cook. It it definitely gets you hungry, but you're watching and you're like, I could do that. You know, I have this shit in the fucking pantry. So I was I went over to a friend's house and she was making food and they watch MasterChef for dinner, like with their dinner. They're like way it was just like like the stars align this way, but they were on like season 12. So let me give you the story real quick. MasterChef Junior. And I wanted to watch this because I thought it was going to be the most, like the closest thing to anime, like with these like prodigy kids who can just, they know how to mince and they know how to improvise and they, they just know cooking techniques so well at the young age of 10, 12, you know, whatever. Yeah. So season one of MasterChef Junior, there's a junior chef called Dara. And the thing about MasterChef is I think, those people, there's like a difference between Iron Chef and Master Chef. I think Master Chef is just home cook people, like people who are just like um, home cooks. And then there's another show where if you have a restaurant, then you're on that chef. But her name is Dara. She's 12 years old. So spoiler alert, she makes it all the way to the end and doesn't make it. And it's like this battle between her and this other guy. And it's like tough. And she's got like a gimmick where she has like a mini Mouse headband. So like and all these chefs in Master Chef Junior, like they know their shit. It's, it gets to the point where you're looking at it and you're in disbelief that like you think that maybe like a, a chef cooked that and then they put this kid in front of it. But from what I read, like it's true. These are like the best chefs in America, but whatever. So she makes it all the way to the end, but then she loses it to this guy. So fast forward eight years, MasterChef, regular MasterChef is on season 12 and then they have a season where they bring all the master chefs who've lost from like previous seasons to like to like another chance to win. So she loses in MasterChef Junior and then is a return guest in the regular MasterChef. Mm-hmm. So she also makes it to the end again. And I won't spoil how it ends because I think that you should watch it. And, you know, for listeners of the podcast, if you are into cooking or if you got excited about Food Wars, definitely you should watch this like. I'm going to give you I'm going to curate this thing. So watch the first two episodes of MasterChef Junior of season one. Watch the last two and then do the same thing. Watch the first two of season 12 and then the last I want to say three or or two, two to three. It's pretty nice. It's like the closest thing that we have to live action anime Food Wars. So but besides that, Food Wars doesn't have any movies. No, I don't, I don't think it does. And I don't think it needs I, any movie. You know yeah. I, mean, you know, there, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a nothing burger. Like, there's not really much else to build off of it. They already did everything that they could off of it. Like, what other story yeah. could they... Like yeah. I said, towards the end, it really just feels like they just started throwing shit on there just to keep the audience yeah. captivated with a different story than just him battling it out until he's number one. Yeah. You I know? mean, that's the... It's the... Say like that's why Master Chef is able to go for so long because they just have a rotating cast. Like it's maybe the guests and the judges are the or the judges are the same. Yeah. But for the most part, it's a rotating cast of different chefs. Like one show that I hate that my dad loves watching is Beat Bobby Flay. Okay. That thing is so tried out. Like 
it's the same thing. Oh, we got two competitors that go against each other and then both of them have to go against Bobby Flay. And they say the same jokes and they say the same everything. And 90% of the time, Bobby Flay wins. And I'm just like, this is so boring. That's daytime television though. Yeah. Why do you, (laughs) I don't watch cable. I hate it for that reason. It's so like, it's just so played out. Yeah, I see that. And pandering a little bit. Yeah. And it's, it's, there's a lot of fluff. Like when they go back to, oh, you know, this is his story, whatever. Exactly. So that's why I wouldn't recommend to watch the whole show in its entirety. Like, you know, if you like it, no no shame. But as far as like anime, I would like this whole come up of her failing MasterChef Junior and then coming back to try again was really, really nice. And, hmm. you know, at least in the 12th season of this show, MasterChef, they've refined it to where the cast of characters are colorful, like anime characters. Like there's a guy hmm. who he doesn't cook with a chainsaw, but like <laughs> they have like their, their own strengths and gimmicks, yeah. you know, that they're able to like to shine in this show. So. And I think that's what every, sh- what this show needs, especially because like you, like you said, like it's a rotation of people and every person brings their own characteristic, their own themes, their own background, you know, are they Spanish? Do they, they you know what I mean? Like, do they cook Spanish? Right. Are they like really new to the kitchen? Like I've seen those ones where they're like, oh yeah, I cook for my family. And then when they get to Master Chef, they're like, they don't know shit. Right. There was like this one girl that was like cutting a tomato and couldn't cut it because she, she still had the, had the sleeve on. on the and they're like, you need to take the sleeve off. She takes it off and still cuts it wrong because she's using the backside of the knife. What? And then she's she's like, but it's cutting. And then I she guess. like turn it around. Why does it cut it finer or something like that? Like, you know, oh, like that stuff is just funny to watch. Love- just like, wow, like how do you come here and not even know how to use a knife properly? That's oh, like know. basic. Dude, I want to be Skills. those people. Like, it, they just had a walk-on, like, audible kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. It's just like, like, hey, we're missing one person. Let's uh, let's know. get this in. <laughs> yeah, like, whoever was walking through the street that day, like, yeah, you want right. to be on TV? You want to make some money? Come on in. Here, we'll give you a hundred bucks and you know how to hold a knife. <laughs> I know. I mean, she at least she knew how to hold it. But yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. But yeah, just having, like, a different people on there and just their mm-hmm. backgrounds and what they bring to the show. But I think at the end of the day, it's food is food. You know what I mean? So, like, even with the anime itself, like... There was not the story. It wasn't the story that was captivating you. Yeah. It was just like, you know, the cooking, the art and a little bit of like actually going into detail about like how why they're cooking it this way or why they're dicing it that way. Or the different skills there is in dicing or, you know, like my favorite part of the show was like mm-hmm. when you said they kept like messing with his food. So there was like a competition yeah. where he had to impress this chef instructor and they had to make this food and one of the students ended up like dumping shit little salt. Yeah. So they had to start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So his gimmick or his way of like his solution solution was to like was it like um honey or something like that? Yes. To break down the protein yep. of the yeah, meat to, to cook it. it. Yeah, to tenderize it even more. Yeah. They had to restart, at a like, quicker pace. Yeah. Instead of them like doing like how they would naturally do it. So like things like that, like little That's the parts mm-hmm. that I like. Yeah, that the improv the improvisation of like because you know, when you're cooking at home, you don't really need there's no way fucking with your food. <laughs> yeah. But you know, to like cook with it, like what's in this pantry, or he gets to the dorm and you know, he didn't bring any food, so he has to use leftovers. Or, you know, there's something that he brought and still produced this amazing food. Like not something passable, something good to win the judges over. And they do that in every episode, too. Like towards the yeah. end, when he's like giving an explanation of his food, he's like, and the secret ingredient, like something he added extra to like elevate the food even more. Yeah. And they couldn't figure it out just from tasting it. But once mm-hmm. he like reveals that secret, they're like, oh, yeah, you can like 
Now, yeah, that's there was yeah. something in it. I couldn't put my finger on it, but now that you revealed it, yeah, once that's you what taste elevated. it, then it's just like, oh yeah, no wonder that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I will give a food wars that. Like, I know I've been dogging on it for its story, oh, but a little bit, yeah. When it comes to like the techniques and like even just the way Soma holds his knife, like there's a thing called a pinch grip where with a knife you like you don't hold the handle like you would like a hammer or something like that. Like you right. get your pointer and your thumb and pinch like the heel of the blade, mm -hmm. like at the front of the handle, it gives you a lot more control of chopping. That's just like little tiny details like that. I was noticing throughout the whole show where, yes, it is, uh, it's a lot more fantastical and like they're cooking with like big, huge fires. And, right, and they chop like, you know, yeah, like million miles per hour. Right. But the actual techniques that they use and like the recipes and like all of that yeah they do very much like honor that and i very much like that show for that reason because it does mm -hmm. tickle the inner chef in me yeah yeah but the story itself yeah no, no if you're, if you're in story's it, whack. if you're <laughs> in it just gets whacker I, I would as long say as the seasons go or plates like you were saying don't yeah. go for the story go for the food because the food is like the highlight and the, the fan stuff. service yes that mm -hmm. you're talking about so and it's yeah, just come so for the food stay for the porn yes <laughs> but it's just so funny like you know, I love anime and like, I love that anime can have all these different things. Like it's not very emotional. I want to say. As there far is as like a love interest though, between like him and uh, Megumi, Megumi right. and yeah. then Aaron, like, you know, her like oh, neglecting right. him being a good chef. And yes, man, I hate that girl. They put him themselves like in these weird situations where that she's like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. again, reaching back to like that etchy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, before we get on to what we're reading, what we're watching, what we're playing, you guys wanted to talk about Chef. This is a, it's a movie that I wanted to watch. And I apologize, podcasters. I wanted to watch this movie for this episode, but I don't know. I'm just like really weird with my movies. I can't just play it in the background. So how do you feel about that movie, Chef, bro? I I love it. It's uh, so. Is it anime? No, no. it is not. It no, is, but uh, is it? But is it? Does it have the soul the of soul. anime? It's the underdogs. Yeah, it definitely does have the anime soul in the underdog story. But mm -hmm. no, it's a it's a live action movie. Um, it's written, directed, and Sorry. starred by mm -hmm. John Favreau, who, if you know, is the guy that did The Mandalorian and Elf uh, with Will Ferrell and all that. So, yeah. dude's an amazing just actor, writer, all of that, all in one. And it's pretty much a story of he is like a Michelin star chef or he's like a really high ranking chef and he gets a bad review from a food critic. I, I don't remember the story. It's been years since I watched it, but I love that movie. He gets like a bad review or something like that. And then he just says, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to up and quit. Like, and he decides to open up his own food truck. Right. 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 So in that food truck. It is his goal to perfect the Cuban sandwich and just make oh, yeah. a delicious, like the best Cuban sandwich that you could ever make. Is he Cuban in the movie? I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. Oh, he is married to um, Sophie Vergara in the movie. She is in the movie. <laughs> Sophia Vergara is just Sophia married Vergara. to every fat white guy. Yeah, in she's, she's in Hollywood. I just pulled it up while we were talking about it and I saw her face on it. And I'm like, oh, so she is in the movie. Mm, yeah. Okay. I think she's like she plays the wife and she doesn't want him to do it because he's going to be like on the road the whole time. I think he even takes his son, right? Yeah, he takes his son and his best friend, and his best friend to do the food truck thing. So they go to like every single state 
that has like a food truck thing. I think he even sent up in California too. And yeah. All those like high end places and just basically what you said, perfecting the Cuban sandwich. Yeah, no, it is an amazing movie. Yeah, and I like, do want to watch just it. the the come up story of the whole thing is very very good. No, it's good. That's what I'm I will saying. say one little like tidbit of information. John Favreau actually before that movie did not know how to cook anything. Really, really. And that first scene, the opening scene oh, where the he's montage, right? In the yeah, where he's in the restaurant like making everything. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, nobody yeah, else a, helped him. He did yeah. everything himself. No, it, it looks good. That's so that's why I bring it up as far as like anime, because I you know I started it, but I didn't get to. I was like, damn, this movie is a little bit too good for me to be playing it in the background. <laughs> so he does like nice techniques, and it's actually him. Yeah, so that's surprising yeah, yeah. that he didn't know. I thought he had a passion for cooking, and he's just a this director, so he wanted to combine it. So no, he picked it up for that movie. He wow. wanted to write a movie for it, and wow. then he was just like, no, I need to learn how to cook if I'm going to be acting in it. No, I'm not going to have a double. Wow, very nice. Yeah, that's cool. How did you like the movie? No, I like that movie, man. It was, a, it was it was a pretty good movie. But I I I'm trying to remember as much of it because it's just been such a long time. Yeah. But I do remember like some aspects of the movie. But it was a good movie, man. It was like wasn't it like an emotional movie too? Yeah, there were there were a couple scenes where I like teared up a little bit, like when his son burned his hand on the plancha, like trying yeah. to pull one of the sandwiches off. Like he was like tearing into him a little bit, and then his friend was just like, "Hey, man, he's he's just a kid. He's trying to help you out." He's working like 12 hours just like you are like you got to cut him some slack and then like all that parent bonding and stuff like that. Like just such a good movie, man. It is such a great movie. It's um, definitely my top five. Damn. Yeah, it, it's a really good movie. OK, like top five in general, like type top five, like cooking movies <laughs> top five are there food five? related movies are there, related movies are oh, there there's five? so many movies for well okay. the other one related. that i want to talk about was uh burnt okay so like burnt is one where the chef himself is like an alcoholic mm-hmm. um but he's trying to get cleaned up because he has like two michelin stars under his belt and i don't think in the movie anybody has a third one so he wanted to be like that first chef to achieve that but he talks about like aspects about being a chef or like the head chef, you know what I mean? And just like the pressure and just like the critics and how everything has to be to the T perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not allowed to make mistakes. It's like OCD inside mm-hmm. the kitchen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you can see like, I don't know, something about it is just crazy, man. Like the, the, um, the environment that they have, is just like, yeah. fast paced and it's like people are screaming at each other but like you need to have like really tough skin yeah. to be a line cook mm-hmm. it's uh so that the what they did in burnt is very much how a kitchen operates that is something called a french brigade like every like high-end michelin star restaurant everybody operates the same concept of the french brigade there's mm. the chain of command you have your head chef and then everything mm-hmm. else head chef is the one that does it and then everyone else replicates yeah and yeah i i completely agree with that movie and like with what you were saying it is intensely difficult it's to like the, i feel like everybody's like at each other's throat yeah yeah i granted that movie is dramatized to like make it more dramatic but yeah, yeah but even in like the uh netflix shows with um ramsey like yeah when no, he does like people like are preparing bar, food. bar rescue yeah no 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 no, no, no. people are like uh, making food hell's for, kitchen and hell's stuff kitchen like that. yeah oh hell's and he's like screaming at that yeah. he's like yeah. what are you an idiot sandwich you're like <laughs> you don't know how to cook something you fucking burnt this shit and like yeah. take it back and start all over again like we got people we gotta serve and this is like it's cutthroat 
shit. You know what I mean? So I'm like, damn, I, I can't imagine myself working like under all that pressure. But I, I guess like I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to either. Fuck like that. especially if they're gonna be cursing, but you gotta take it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what I mean. Like I feel like in that industry, you just have to have like really thick ass skin. It, and in that movie, Burnt, it felt the same way because he really comes out as a fucking asshole all the time just screaming at them and just like you Mm -hmm. can't even make the simplest shit like he'll let you know you need to do it this way and like it has to be done this way but then you are the top chef so you you are the one being represented like at the end of the day like you know when the dish comes out it doesn't fall on the line cooks it doesn't fall who's beneath Mm -hmm. it falls on you as the main chef you know what i mean yeah your quality control like your name is on the line not anybody else's and it's funny because they're not even like the ones actually cooking they're the ones that actually like making sure that whatever comes out of the kitchen is to the t like they make sure the plates is nice and clean like every little piece of you know yeah whatever. the micro greens are yeah, exactly where they need, we to, need be. to be before he like sends them out like yeah. he even like tastes everything but he does come up with the recipe and then he has to show his line cooks mm-hmm. how to replicate it like mm-hmm. you said yeah i mean it i i give i have some sort of like understanding like i understand why it is like that they get so angry it's because like you're at that level where you're expected to be flawless like mm-hmm. at that point you're already supposed to be like flawless like if you ever watch like master chef kids where gordon ramsay is like working a little with the bit kids, nicer he's so much nicer to he him dials because it down. he's the, super nice in that damn show yeah, because the kids don't know they're still in the process of learning like if you are an adult who have made your career out of cooking yeah you're gonna be called a fucking idiot if you can't even sear a fish right if you're supposed to know how to see your fucking fish. Yeah. Like there's a huge difference in like knowing your shit and then learning shit. I mean, that's how it is like in the anime, you know, taking it back to food wars, like the teachers or the instructors are very strict and they are like pass or fail. Like you need to either, it's either good enough to be in my restaurant or take it back to the drawing board. So, you know, as far as like, you know, your example to Gordon Ramsay, how nice he is to these kids. I think that's a little unfair. Well, no. he, he's nice in coaching them. He's not doing them a disservice by not being mean to them, but I just think that, you know. But then again, like if you if you watch a show where Jordan he's calling these kids fucking stupid heads. Oh yeah, that would be child abuse. That's child abuse. So they they probably tell him like, "Yo, you need to dial it down. Remember, these are kids." He probably does it and they just cut it all out. Yeah. <laughs> you never know, bro. You never know. The kids come out with like shell shocked eyes. They're just yes. like like they just saw war. So he has to like dial it down, but you right like the people for like master chefs, they right. do come as like you should know what you're doing. Yeah. So then he gets pissed off when you're like this is basic shit and you and you're here to basically show that you should be the next master chef, but you can't do this correctly. Right. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like you don't deserve to be there if you can't be in that position. Like that's it's just that. One show I will say that's very good. I don't know if either of you have watched it, is The Bear on Hulu. I've heard of it. It's with that um guy from Shameless, right? Yeah, Jeremy Allen White. Yes. I've seen like clips on it here and there, and I've been wanting to watch it just because it looks really good. Co- so cooking good. or what? Yeah, it's, it's, a, a cooking it's a cooking show. But is he like uh the head chef too? He or he plays the head so chef. So pretty much he was like a Michelin star restaurant like head chef there, or like the sous chef to the head chef. So he was like second in charge. And he steps away from that because his his best friend or his brother, I don't know their relationship, but his the restaurant owner dies and he inherits the restaurant, oh. which is and it's like just this like 
prime rib shop in uh, Chicago. Ooh, I love ribs. No, I love prime rib. Um, it's a different thing. It's oh, like a uh, cut of meat. Oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> my bad. Close enough. Like, close enough. But <laughs> hey, ribs, I, are, I, ribs I, are tasty. I, I like rice ribs. bowls, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but he he inherits the restaurant and he goes like wanting to step it up mm -hmm. and like not just have it be like just a place that you can get like a $5 hoagie kind of thing. Right. Like you actually have like some quality stuff and also working his way out of the like mountain of debt that like his friend put the business under and just the techniques, the story, the way that like you see it go from like the burnt scenario where everyone's like screaming at each other and it's like real tense mm -hmm. to becoming almost like a family and everyone like works together and it's just like, oh, you need this here. Let me help you out with this. And like everyone has their own like little spot. Everyone works out together. And it's like, mm -hmm. it just is such a beautiful show. Like that's also on my top five. Okay. It's really <laughs> no. good. I've it's been wanting really, to really watch good. that one actually. I highly recommend it. I definitely will. And then the last movie I wanted to bring up was The Menu, which is a more recent movie about cooking mm -hmm. with a little aspect of horror and psychological, right? Yes. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Oh. <laughs> I've seen like glimpses of it on YouTube and whatever. Um, you said you've seen it, right? Yes, it is very so, good. Is it anime, bro? No, it's not no, at all. Not I think that's the all. only cooking anime that is like animation besides the movie that i told you on netflix this is about ramen yeah but besides that i haven't seen like any other animated i yeah. mean besides like what we see with like sanji cooking yeah right. like that well like, when i say anime i don't mean like is it anime i meant like is does it, it have like, anime soul does it have soul. anime does it have the soul of anime well no. the menu you know is more like a horror psychological thing where yeah it's this, like a, it's very much a drama. drama yeah mm, where okay. and I, what i like about the way he cooks is more artistic <laughs> Like more like he's trying to paint a picture with food, which I think is pretty dope. So there's like different aspects of when it comes to food, like so many aspects. Like there's a show on Netflix that is like a competition show, but for barbecue. Yeah. Uh, and Pit Masters. Pit Ma oh, my God. I love watching that. It, I get hungry. All Every time I see them make a brisket, mm. ribs <laughs> and the different ways of making it, like mm. you can bake it, you can roast it, you can smoke it, you can. And the degrees and like. Like, I think there was, like, a challenge where they all had to do a a whole pig, you know, which in our Spanish culture, there's oh, a, like, pig, we yeah, dig a hole, everything. we put the coals, and then put we the make, like, some type of system to, like, rotate it. Yes, like, it's something that we do in our culture, but they also have, like, different ways of, like, cooking it and, like, how good are you, like, roasting a pig mm -hmm. and, like, knowing the temperatures and knowing, like, the way the skin breaks down or how to make the skin, like, all nice and crunchy, yeah. like, what to add it, but then also make the meat inside nice and tender and juicy, not dry. <laughs> it's, it's so much aspects that go into it but i love watching that show because they do fuck up sometimes and even though they they say they're like oh i've been you know barbecuing for years like in my in my in my state mm -hmm. in texas or missouri or wherever the hell they're from mm -hmm. you know they're like i've been doing this for like 20 something years i know how to roast something or i know how to barbecue something but then they fuck up you know you see them fuck up like god damn shit came out too dry yeah, i didn't and it does happen. You know what I mean? It, and I love that, though. But it's and then there's like people that bring their own flavor to it, like, you know, give it more of a Hispanic taste to it or something like that. And even with the side dishes too, like the cornbread, the mac and cheese, the the coleslaw, like stuff like that. You know what I mean? But it's I love that show. Every oh. time I watch, it, I just want to eat barbecue afterwards. Yeah, no, it's it's delicious. No, for sure. For oh, sure. For yeah. sure. Well, all right. All right. So that's the Food Wars episode. Woo! 
Well, I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're full. We, we, we started the episode hungry and now we're full. Damn. <laughs> That's, that was what, six plates worth? Yeah, I know. Yeah, six seasons. <laughs> so next, what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're gaming. So JP, J to the Pizzle, J Long Apron. <laughs> long apron. <laughs> extra long apron. Extra, extra long apron. What you're reading, what you're watching, what you're playing. Uh, man, I haven't been reading anything but uh, some college textbooks, man. I'm working okay. on getting my degree, so oh, I nice. don't have brain space for anything else. How, how is that, though? <sighs> I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It sucks. On to the next one. <laughs> it's just a lot of boring reading. Watching, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Food Wars, when I'm just like doing homework, I'll just have it on in the background and take a peek up when they're doing in their cooking scenes. Yeah. And then gaming, I've just been playing a lot of... Um, vampire survivor when i have time like it's a that's the mobile game you were talking about earlier yeah yeah it's a it's like survivor io like i don't know if you guys have seen those like instagram ads where it's like the one like guy running around and like you gotta like pick up power-ups and all that junk yeah it's it is the it is the better version of survivor io it's a very simple just single stick auto shooter that will run lasts you maximum 30 minutes like it's a very easy pick up put down game like i take it on like bathroom breaks or whatever like i'll just kind of like 30 minutes that's that's how long it takes to do a level one run like one you run. can the maximum time that you can play it is 30 minutes non-stop like at the oh, at the end of 30 minutes you have to play tomorrow <laughs> no at the, yeah right well because i have so those freemium games are like that like you can only do so many energies oh and then no. you recoup your energy at the end oh you gotta wait like a whole day to yeah. just no, begin no, no, to play again this game i love it because like it is the full pc version of the game mm. fully free the nice. only thing you have to do is like watch ads if you want to get like a free revive Okay. But like the maximum you can do is 30 minutes because at the end of 30 minutes, death comes. And like death is, oh, I kind of like it. It's very poetic. It's like very unavoidable. Mm-hmm. Like you, like it just comes at you and it deals so much damage that you're just killed instantly. So the, okay. it's, it's just a very like fun loop. Like the, yeah. the set, the minute to minute gameplay, very enjoyable. There's a lot of like actual tactic to it once you like start getting into like power-ups and stuff like that it's a uh, it's a roguelike game like where you do multiple runs but every run you get like an upgrade and it's like oh like dead cells yeah yeah I like love, dead cells i love dead cells okay so if you like that it'll be it's like a phone version of dead cells but just very easy all you got to do is one single thumb hmm. so it's very it's a very approachable easy game and i love it it's like my guilty pleasure when i'm not doing a bunch of homework yeah no it's good no i'm glad it's always good to read, play, and watch something, I feel like. so. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep yourself diversified. Yeah. yeah. So what about you, Lewis, bro? What you reading? What you gaming? What you watching? Shit, man. Uh, reading? Still nothing. No kaiju number nine? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, not yet. Not yet. I'm, I'm about to pick it up pretty soon, but I want to read what uh, Xavier's been reading. The strawberry thing. Wild strawberry. Wild strawberry. Keep forgetting the first part. I'm like, strawberry? <laughs> what was it? Strawberry shortcake? Strawberry, strawberry daiquiris, bro. Something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wild strawberry. I want to get into that because it, like when he was explaining it, it really reminds me of that anime House Paradise. Which I want to get into that one. Get into it. Because it, it reminds me of Wild Strawberry. Yeah. So it's it's really good. Besides that, not, not much. Um, okay. And then playing. What have I been playing? Nothing, man. I've been I've been wanting to get the Call of Duty game. I haven't yet. And I was going to get the PlayStation Portal. So there was a reason to why I wanted to get it. Right. 
at where besides I, the unboxing besides the unboxing for you guys you know and get more views on youtube but besides that the reason i wanted to get it was because i want to play my ps5 more and i just feel like i haven't had the chance just because i'm either editing i'm either with my kids or I'm doing something else and then I don't have time to like maybe later that night to actually play something on the PS5, like sit down and turn on the TV and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when my kids are home, so usually when my kids are home is my days off. They like watching TV. So I can't turn it on until they're done watching TV and I'll probably like later throughout the night. And then by that time, I'll be too tired to even try to play something. So I thought that if I had the PlayStation Portal, I would just, you know, while they're watching TV, I can just play on the PlayStation Portal. But I wanted to get the Call of Duty game. But from what I've been hearing is that the PlayStation Portal is really good for like those um, cinematic games or like those game kind of story based games. Like Like a Spider-Man 2. Yes. So it seems like that's really what the uh, Portal is based on. But like if you're playing like an action game such as Call of Duty where you need that reaction time to be quick, there's always going to be that delay because of it being streamed through Wi-Fi. Yeah. So you're not going to get like... So I was like, ah, I mean, that's technically the reason why I wanted to get the portal. But well, the, the Call of Duty that you wanted to play, did you want to play campaign or is it zombie? Oh. I heard zombie sick in that game. I was hearing the same thing, man. That's the that is the first Modern Warfare game that has gotten me itching to play Modern Warfare again since I saw the trailers. It's the zombie because the story itself, from what I've been hearing, is only like four hours long. It's Call of Duty. No one plays Call of Duty for the story. Well, no, if, you, if you wanted to, the story itself is like, it's know, very simple. It's, you can complete it in four hours, but it's not the main focal point of that game. Right. Multiplayer is good because you get to play like the old maps from Modern Warfare 3. So that's like one other aspect. But the, the main aspect from what I've been hearing is zombie. Yeah, like they really amplified it. They really like gave it. It's all like that's they put a story mode into zombies this time. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to get the game and the portal. But I might hold off on the portal. Well, because zombies, would you play that online or are you? Yeah, it's online. It's online. It's like multiplayer. Mm. It's but instead of like uh, PvP, it's like like it's a group of like four of you. I don't know how big the party size they're wanting to make for the zombies, but the. You get like a group of four people and then it's just survive as long as you can. Yeah, no, no, I played zombies, but I'm saying like as far as like the reaction time that you're talking about, is that because it's online or? Yeah, because it's online. Yeah. Hmm. You know, when this story is, you know, like you're just playing as you you go. You don't have to wait for like the online stuff. But like when you're playing Call of Duty, you're definitely playing that shit online all Mm -hmm. the time. Well, Well, other players. So you need that fast connection of Internet. My zombie story is that, you know, we used to just play Black Ops, but we play a split screen. So I've never actually played zombies online. I don't know. It's different, man. It's just a whole beast. But yeah, you're right. Like, you know, I do remember like playing in the couch with another friend, just playing it there. But yeah. But yeah, imagine having like a split screen and then your friend is like two seconds behind what you're doing. Right. Like that's where the issue of the PlayStation Portal comes in, which I have been seeing a lot of like reviews that it is laggy. Yeah, the lagginess. Like unless you have like amazing Wi-Fi wherever you're sitting. Like you have to be sitting right next to your goddamn router to be able to like get that thing to play like well, smoothly. Well, both ways because it's the the Wi-Fi of the PlayStation Portal and the Wi-Fi that your uh, PS5 is on. 
So yeah. I saw a video where they or somebody was talking about like going on Reddit and just figuring out like what's the best setup for the portal. Right. And they were saying like just have your PS5 connected through directly to the router through an Ethernet um, yeah. cable itself. Right. And then they said that if you disconnect the PS5 from the HDMI cable connected to your TV, because some reason that that when you turn on the portal, it'll turn on your PS5 and then your PS5 will still try to stream it to your TV. Right. Yeah. And there's like no way to cut that out yet until they'll probably hit Sony will probably send like a, a software update or something like yeah, that. A patch or whatever. A patch, yeah. But for right now, but that lags it even like a little bit. So they said disconnect it from the TV, have it hardwired to the router, and then then you can like play it over Wi-Fi. So the only thing that's really being streamed to to Wi-Fi is just the PS5 sending that information to the portal. Yeah, you pretty Instead much turn of having your, yeah. Yeah, you turn your PS5 into a switch. Like you just turn your PS5 into a Nintendo Switch, just disconnect everything else, and then it's just handheld mode. Yeah, yeah. But that's pretty dumb, though. You know what I mean? Like, and for two hundred dollars, or oh, however much no. it is, it, it is two hundred dollars. But I don't think it's that much. Yo, for that, just get a the Backbone is a hundred dollars less, and it's sponsored by PlayStation. Like PlayStation worked with Backbone to make it. And what's funny about that? There's a video of somebody doing like a, a side by side, a side by side. Like, how long would it take? For you to actually start a game through the portal uh, versus uh the backbone uh-huh the backbone one yeah so it was, this is though, but it's funny because the playstation portal was me- like specifically it should be like quicker he- head and shoulders better than the backbone yeah so with more features but no it the only thing it probably has better than the backbone which i will give her credit for is the haptic feedback like playstation 5's like vibrating controller Oh, nobody right. can get close to that oh, i know yeah. i know it's such a beautiful controller and it's so comfy to hold yeah like, that, you can hold that's that the only positive hours. of the portal is just the way the controller is set up and the screen itself is, they say it looks like really nice especially when you're playing like spider-man yeah. 2 on it it looks really nice but besides that those controls always been better like even when the ps4 came out like their <laughs> controller was way better than the xbox controller to me I don't like the Xbox controllers. I think they're awkward. I think they look kind of weird. I think they're like bulbous. And usually I like things that are ugly, but this controller <laughs> is too ugly. With like the smoothness of the crisp, like even that the fucking PS4 controller has like the speaker in it. Yeah. You remember when I remember playing Grand Theft Auto and then all of a sudden like the uh, phone conversation was coming out yeah, of the controller. controller. Yeah. I was like, damn, this is so dope. And they got the lights like when... Yeah, the you get, status indicator light. Yeah, yeah, like, or if you're getting chased by the cops, it'll fucking turn blue and red or something. Yes, like that. man. Yeah. Just the PlayStation, the Rumble Shock or the Dual Shock. Yeah. Rumble technology. I will say, I wish the PlayStation 4, the only gripe I had about it was mm. the controller I felt was too small and it always cut too into small. my palms. Like the I'm, edges of like grabbing onto it. Like it was if, bigger than the PS3 controller though. Yeah, but even the PS3 controller was still a little too tiny. It was, it was. Like <laughs> Do you guys remember the PS1 controller oh without the analog? Oh my god, that thing was teensy. Yes. It was and it was hollow as hell. Yeah, it, it was, was all plastic. It felt so light. Yeah. It was all plastic. I remember the PS1, man. It was all plastic man. and it's just like but then again, do you remember the Xbox controller oh with that fucking huge ass X in the middle that had no purpose? And then the play and pause button yeah. were like off, like in a weird, weird. corner. Yeah, man. <laughs> so they can't say that Xbox had any rights to say anything. No, not at, at all. that time, too. Like, I, no. I felt the PlayStation controller was way much better than the Xbox controller. But let's give credit to Nintendo and the N64 controller. No. Oh, we talked about that. Like that. Shit. <laughs> the is, McDonald's sign. Yeah, that shit is all <laughs> wumbo, bro. Yes. Yeah. 
My God, man. it makes a good like um, Nintendo can create some like quirky shit, man. right? <laughs> they know that's why I'm so I'm I'm excited and scared about the new Nintendo Switch they're gonna come out because there's rumors it's gonna have dual screens now. Oh, I heard that rumor too. Yeah, yeah. Are gonna they gonna have, make it like folding like the Galaxy Flip or whatever, or like, even, like something the Nintendo like that. DS, something like that, man. Oh, yeah, boy, that would be like the way to go. I feel like. You like, think so? As far as like progression, like making something different instead of just making like an OLED or, you know, because obviously Dude, what what Lewis wants is a stronger system. That, I feel like they, that's all they, that they perfected need. it. I know. The I know. Switch is beautiful how I it know. is. I have been craving a Switch since COVID came out. Uh, and it's like perfect. And when they added that OLED screen on it, yeah. it made it even better. Like it looks so crispy, so nice. They just need the freaking hardware to like run better games yes. and just... Keep it nice and crispy. I don't think they should change anything about it. I don't think they need to add more quirks into I it. I think that that's what they're going to do. You know what I mean? This ain't My Hero route? Academia where we're going to keep out. It's going to become a Nobu when it's going to be all I fucked think, up and yeah. shit. That's Nintendo, like, bro. That's Nintendo. They do toys. I know, man. They do toys. I know. I know, man. <laughs> yeah, true. They they have a market for like their toy or for they're, their they're, consoles. Yeah, it's like for it's marketed to kids. It's marketed like, you know, kids turned adults, but like that kid in you, like who wants to play a video yeah, game. But that's the thing. Like they have such a ability to corner the market on like making an actual like powerful handheld gaming hardware like the steam deck or the the asus uh legion which is like the other like portable gaming system now mm -hmm. like those have hardware to run dark souls or demon souls or like all of those like graphically intensive games nintendo could do the same thing like it can barely run uh, mortal kombat 1 like past like one eighty p. My brother has it. it yeah, is, it like does it not is, look. It does not look good. That's it's what like, I'm saying. But they have the ability to do it, and the system is perfect as it is. I think like, so. I think there's so. nothing that I would change about it. Like, yeah, they can upgrade a couple little things here and there, but just keep it the same. I don't want to like for it to come out and just be a whole completely new system. Yeah. But I do I do know where you're coming from. Like that that is Nintendo's way. That's Nintendo, bro. They fucking they're, you know they're, I mean? they did the Wii and then they fucked up with the Wii U. I know. But, but that's the, what I'm saying. They should learn from their have, mistakes. You don't which have they the did switch. and they made the, the switch. switch. Yeah. Without so the for Wii them U? to come out with a whole different like just to like, take it back to the DS or whatever. Yeah. And then they yeah. fuck it up again just the same way. You had a perfectly good running system with the Wii. Everybody every person had one in their household. Like your grandfather had one in the household. Dude, yeah. the Wii is undefeated. It was like an undefeated system. And then they fucked up. They like dropped the ball with the Wii U. Mm. Nobody bought that. Nobody cared about it. But Nobody it was a cared about their stone. It was a yeah, which led to, to, the, to switch. the Switch. So now they got to fuck it up to lead to something greater than the Switch. Yeah, just give us a better Switch that's and all we'll I'm be asking. happy. I think so. Like that's that's all we're everyone is asking for is just a better Switch that can run triple-a games not just nintendo exclusive games yeah but hey you gotta you gotta have nasty food to have good food. right yeah. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> nice tie man hey, nice yeah. tie all about the food wars here <laughs> all right man all right so then um and watching what, what are you watching oh shit we're still on that <laughs> yeah i know we got a huge tangent uh watching um kai uh, kaiju sorry uh, jujutsu kaisen one piece um, the arc is about to end at Wano, which is pretty cool. And they're about to depart and go on to their next adventure. I'm pretty upset about something there, but I guess it is what it is. Don't want to go into spoilers, but yeah, yeah. it is what it is. And then what else is going on in the anime world besides Kaiju, Why not just One anime, Piece? Whatever. 
No, I just been watching anime, just catching up on stuff like that, and just okay. you know seeing what's new, what's out there right now. You know, those are like your big hitters. Waiting on Bleach, but Bleach is done too. I don't know what else is what else I'm watching. I think that's pretty much it. That's a good amount, bro. I guess, man, just to stay on top of it, just <laughs> to see what's going on in the world. But and then TV wise. Oh, this is a show called Two Broke Girls. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. You see it? Oh, my ex, uh, her family loves that show. Yeah. So I've been watching that a little bit here and there, you know, on my downtime, like especially at work when I'm just like documenting shit and I just play it like in the background because yeah. it kind of is like a sick rom simcom kind of shit. So you can just listen to it and, yeah. you know, some jokes hit, some jokes don't. But it's so funny because like everything is scripted. So it's like nothing's from the top of their head. Everything's scripted. And then like if it's funny, they'll have like the background audience laugh at it. Like, ha. Yeah, the laugh tracks. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, eh, that wasn't even that funny, but okay, whatever. You know, and they do try to keep up the jokes with like what's, you know, current. current. Yeah. So which yeah. is kind of, I guess it's kind of funny. So. Topical humor. Yeah. It's all right. The show itself, I wouldn't say like it's anything crazy. It's, it feels like I'm watching a little bit of like. Big Bang Theory. It's like Big Friends Bang Theory. or all Friends. that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like just... But just, there's a character there that I fucking hate, and it's the 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 white blonde girl. I feel like she's always fucking up every situation. One and of the broke girls? Yeah. Like, always, like, some, like there's... Okay, so, like, there's an episode <laughs> where they have to make a cake for... A wedding cake, mm-hmm. and they don't do wedding cakes, but because of the money and then being broke, you know, they're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna we're, we do wedding cakes." Yeah. <laughs> so they do the wedding cake, and they can't afford to hop on a cab, so they have to take the train station, which is like you're literally, <laughs> they're literally taking a whole ass cake mm-hmm. with the risk of somebody bumping into it, or and somehow they always manage to get it right. Okay, they get it into the train. They're loud, becoming like sore because they're holding up the cake. A couple of empty seats become available. They set the cake down. And somehow, I, I think she's meant to be clumsy in the show. <laughs> yeah. Somehow she always ends up fucking it up. So somehow like somebody bumps into her and she like, like literally falls in the cake. And you're like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, no, she's the dramatics of the whole thing. And like, you're like, bro, you're, somehow she always just manages to like fuck up the situation. And it like pisses me off. Like, I'm like, bro, you know that you guys are broke. You know that you need the money. Like. Why can't like she does everything else right except somehow like in every plan they make and it's a plan that she makes and then involves the other girl to be a part of it. But then she fucks it up and then the other girl has to find a way to fix it and to like make the whole situation work. So it's like kind of like that back and forth flow that they have. It's yeah. just how I keep the episodes going, man. But it's just yeah. it still pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> it just still pisses me off. I'm like, bro, why you got to be so clumsy? Just stop. Gotta stop. Lo- love to hate her. I know. I mean, you know, this but is, whatever. Is that sort dynamic, dynamic duo? Yeah, you have the straight man, and then you have like you know the one that has all the comedy or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if that's their dynamic, I guess. But the show's all right, man. I mean, it has like what seven seasons? It's I been going on for a while. Yeah, so I'm I guess surprised. it's doing okay. You know, money wise, yeah. they're not that broke. Yeah, the writers are not broke. <laughs> <laughs> the girls always perpetually always. right. Or else I gotta change the title. <laughs> yeah, two medium well golf girls. Yeah. <laughs> But how about um, you, man? What you reading? What you watching? What you playing? So reading. So just been reading that um, Food Wars Sanji manga. And by reading, you know, just the one. And besides like the same shit that I'm always doing. So I haven't had to read the campaign for the Lost Minds of Fendelver. Because the last session that we did was just a combat session. So and I'm not doing homebrew. I am like, you know, sticking to the story. So I am putting my own little twist on it and 
Like I wrote a bunch of shit and then you guys just did your own thing. So I'm kind of glad I didn't over prepare that episode because that's, that's the beauty of D&D. That's the curse and the beauty of being a DM, man. You can yes. never plan too far in advance. Yes. I had all this shit planned. Like I hope, uh, you know, without metagaming or whatever. I had this whole thing for the next morning. We were going to like, you know, fucking run that town or run the bandits out of town or whatever you guys wanted to do. And in the dead of night, you guys just fucking went over there and did it. And I, I was trying to make it so... Like it was not discouraging, but I was trying to say, hey, there's a lot of people there and they're all there. And they were like, no, fuck them. We, we yep. want to kill them. So hog wild. Yeah. So but besides that, just reading the same shit, Chainsaw, Dr. Stone and One Piece and the Wild Strawberry. So keeping up on that. And then as far as playing. So I haven't really been playing anything either, but we are going to be streaming that game Demon Souls. So the stream is coming soon. The first episodes is going to be probably like the first couple of weeks of December. So we did the dry run. The only thing that we need to do is see how we're going to set up the camera. But that's a PlayStation 5 exclusive game that me and two other friends are going to be doing on this damn channel. So I also don't know if we're going to be doing it on Twitch, YouTube, or there's this new one uh, called Kick. So, you know, wherever. And either way, like the, the, the real big moments are going to be on our YouTube. That's the only thing that I've been playing. And then watching, I did try to watch this anime, Blue Eye Samurai, that was on Netflix. Oh, I think I've seen it. Well, I haven't seen it, but I saw like the trailer for it. It looks pretty good. Yeah. yeah but it's like, what, four, like 3D kind of it, style? It, it is, yeah. The, the CGI or whatever. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine from work, she actually picked it up and binged it. And, you know, this is like her first anime because for normal people, and I know we, you know, have the joke or whatever about like the norm, normies, like for true normies. <laughs> I don't like to recommend anime to them because I know it is just very weird. You know, she loved it. But like you said, it was like 3D. But it's a samurai anime, so it's not like nothing crazy. It's just it's like watching samurai movie or yeah. cartoon-ish wise. Right. I mean, you know, I, I haven't really got into it with her about like what she liked about it. I did try to pick it up, but I just couldn't really like get into it. And all the stuff that I'm trying to watch, if it's not anime, it is just like in the background. So I wasn't really into it, but I do want to give it another chance. Cause like you said, you heard good things about it, right? Or I, I only uh, like saw the trailers on it on Netflix. I never really the uh, blue-eyed samurai. Yeah, no, I never saw it. Cause I love samurai. You know, I don't know. The only samurai I like is Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack, you don't like yeah. Afro Samurai? Ah, uh, him too. I or forgot samurai about Samurai Champlu. Oh, forgot about him. Samurai Jack, man. Samurai Champlu. That last yeah. season was a mas masterpiece. Oh yes, it was just well so put good. together. Yeah. Whoever animation house did that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's the one I need to you guys need to do more stuff like that because that was beautiful. Yeah. Cartoon Network. I don't know what they did, who they hired, if they brought a team from Japan to go do this last season. Maybe we can find out. They resurrected Tom from Toonami just for that last season. I know they had him doing it. Yeah, yeah. right. It was perfect, man. And the last thing that I saw um is I watched the first episode of Scott Pilgrim. So we are gonna do an episode on it. So Lewis and I are going to try to watch all of it yeah. by next week. And do a review on it. Yeah. So by next week, Wednesday, we'll record it and then we'll try to get it out to you. And that'll be a YouTube exclusive um, for a review on that. So, so Exciting far, stuff. So far, so good. And I will reserve my opinion about it. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's the show. That's it, man. Thank you guys for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you for watching. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, the little bell button, so you guys are notified every time we drop a new video. 
Remember, we have like different categories, the podcast, the reviews and the gaming coming soon. We're also dropping shorts. So check us out on TikTok where we drop a little bit of samples from our videos, funny moments, educational moments. So you guys can stay on top of that. Definitely listen to our podcast. We love when we see our numbers up. That means you guys are hearing us and, you know, enjoying it. So definitely know that you can hear us on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Almost every platform you guys are on. Google We're even podcast. on YouTube now. YouTube podcast. Yeah. And that's becoming a thing. So it's definitely yeah. on there now, too. If you want to listen through there, if you guys have like the YouTube subscription stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much it, man. You know, thank you, JP, for coming onto the show. All right. Thank you, bro. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. You're a really good guest. Yeah, man. Thank Appreciate you. It. We love your insight on the food. Yeah. And about the chef parts and stuff. Like I already that. knew you were knowledgeable about, <laughs> you know, uh, was it culinary and... The culinary scene. Culinary scene, but... Yeah, man. I learned some good stuff. Yeah, hey, man. Use that knowledge for your Thanksgiving. Yeah, Yeah, man. If you want to do a shout-out, you know, put your IG account in there. Yeah, yeah. Let Uh, people know who you are. Come on, bro. So, I'm JP, J to the Pizzle. Uh, That's actually my Instagram handle, so if you want to follow me on there, go ahead. Mm -hmm. It'll be linked in the description below. It will be. And, yeah, just stuff, uh, stuff your turkeys. Make sure it's fully cooked. Yes. And uh, be careful with the deep frying of the turkey. Yeah. Don't yeah. deep fry a frozen turkey because those are bombs. And don't put water on a grease fire because you'll catch your house on fire. Boom. Saving lives with the podcast. Yep. That's what we do here at yep. the podcast. Smokey the bear out here. Yes. And before we sign out, this episode is going to come out either on Thanksgiving Day or the day before, maybe the day before. So for everybody listening to us, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Stay blessed. Enjoy your time with your family. Eat good food. Yep. And just have a blast. You know, it's 2023. It's been a great year for everybody. It's been a great year for us just growing. So we appreciate you guys for listening and have fun. Thanksgiving. Be thankful of all your blessings. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. RX, sign us out. Like we say at the end of every episode. Tune in next time for scenes from the next episode of the Hyperbolic Podcast, where Lewis and X dive into the world of Chainsaw Man. Deuces, and we're out. Puchita! Puchita!